Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports is Audit. 2-5 is here. Mr. Logical will be here shortly. But ladies and gentlemen, the NFL draft is here. It's not quite the madness, but it's here. Are you excited? Sitting here, I'm ready to see who's going to go number one. How this team is going to disrespect me today. How y'all like that? I pointed to the wrong shoulder because I'm looking at the screen and it's backwards. (laughs) But anyway, the NFL draft, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. So, the NFL draft is underway shortly. We're getting the intro video right now. So, while I got you for a second, let's do some business real quick. So, how about Jimmy Butler coming off the 56-point game against Milwaukee with another 42 last night to send the East favorite out in five games? This is only the sixth time ever that an eight seed has knocked out a one seed. Miami came from the play-in. They just got beat by Atlanta in the play-in, so they're one of the first play-in teams to get to the second round. You know, so we're trying to see what's going to happen, you know, in the West right now. You know, we still got Golden State and Sacramento, 3-2 Warriors after the Warriors win last night. Sacramento just, I think the moment was just too big for them. Um, it didn't help because it's like a lot like boxing, right? You got to knock the champ out or you got to knock the champ down. You just got to dominate the champ to win by decision. So Sacramento left too much on the t- floor, too much on the table. They left too many points out there. And there were times where they didn't get calls that they probably should have got because they haven't earned that yet reputation-wise. We got Boston, the Celtics, going to Atlanta. Apparently, you know, nobody thought that the Hawks would make it to game six because Miss Janet Jackson was scheduled to have a concert tonight, you know, but they had to move it to tomorrow because the Hawks are fighting the good fight. The Jonte Mary is back tonight. So we got Hawks. In Celtics game six tonight from Atlanta. Wouldn't that be something if that series went seven? Then, you know, we got Miami and New York starting on Sunday. We talked about Jimmy Butler. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 10 for 23 from the free throw line. Where they do that at? Hey, remember that one play right towards the end of regulation? He hummed the hell out that ball. Damn near threw it. Well, he did throw it out of bounds, actually, and Chris Middleton had to come save the day, but it just wasn't enough. You know, that last play of the game, Jimmy Butler caught the inbound pants, pass midair, gets it in the basket, and oh my goodness, did he make Drew Holiday look amateur. Drew Holiday played like a bum this series, so we're going to see what happens with Mike Budenholzer. Is he going to be back? I say he shouldn't be, but we'll see. You know, uh, Miami hats off to them, you know, and they, like I said, they're going to go play the Knicks. NFL draft is still looks like going to commercial. You know, the draft is in Kansas City this year. Should be interesting to see who goes number one. It's going to be good times, you know, and then like I was saying, 
back to the NBA playoffs for a second. The Clippers got eliminated by the Suns. So Denver against Phoenix. That is going to be coming up this weekend as well. You know, we got Lakers and Grizzlies. Game six tomorrow from Crypto.com Arena, not Staples Center, but Crypto.com Arena. So, you know, we're going to have to see what happens. Mr. Logical is getting set up. You know what I'm saying? We see him over here on the screen. He's getting ready, ladies and gentlemen, to join us. But, you know, we're still waiting. The draft hasn't officially got underway yet. So we're here, you know, and then I'm interested to see, back to the NBA playoffs, I'm interested to see what the Clippers do. You know, apparently Kawhi Leonard is playing the silent treatment game with them. You know, there's a lot going on that the team is not informed about. Of course, Paul George missed the whole first round series. So is it time to break up the crew? I say no, give it one more run. Just see where the chips fall because they're both free agents after next year anyway. So we'll see what happens there. You know, if they'll opt in the following season and see what happens if the Clippers want to bring them back because the Clippers are moving to Inglewood and they're going to need some faces for that arena. I don't know if Terrence Mann face is going to be good enough for the arena. I don't know if Norman Powell's face is going to be good enough for the arena. So we'll have to see. Imagine just pulling up to Inglewood and you see Zubox face in front of the building. You talk about disappointment. The few Clipper fans that we do have might just run away. Mr. Logical. Yeah, we in the building. I'd love to see Zoo Box if I rolled up the Inglewood. Yeah. You know, you would. I don't think a lot of people would. So, yeah, the draft is still not officially underway yet. So, I was just recapping on the NBA playoffs. You know, we got Boston and uh, Atlanta game six about to go underway in about 20 minutes or so. They tried to play the Hawks and say, you weren't supposed to make it this far. So we had Janet Jackson performing Jackson. tonight. Miss <laughs> Jackson, if you're nasty. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Miss Jackson. Count me in. You know, and, you know, and then we got Grizzlies, Lakers game six tomorrow. And Mr. Logical told me last night that Memphis is going to come back and win this series. I got a sneaky feeling, man. I kind of got that feeling too, but it requires Desmond Bain to be Bain and be dominant and, you know, the whole, you know, like John ja Moran is taking over the game and then Desmond Bain steps up for a three and it's like, speak of the devil, and he shall appear. You know, Bain lighting it up from deep. And then, you know, we got Warriors, Sacramento, game six tomorrow. You know, I think this one's all That's but over. done. Yeah, I picked I picked Warriors in seven. I don't think we're going to get to the seventh game. You know, I was telling the listeners a few minutes ago, last night was like a boxing match, like – I know you're about to get mad at me, but I got to go there. So, you know what I mean? You got to knock out the champ or you got to dominate the champ or you got to put the champ on his butt one good time because you're not just you're just not going to get the calls. There were a lot of calls where I felt De'Aaron Fox got fouled and he wasn't getting the foul calls that he should have. He obviously picked up the technical. The ref knew what he was doing because he grabbed the whistle when he was about to give him the second team, but he didn't do it. Yeah. And then when, and then when you let – and then when you let Draymond screen, Green score 21 points, you deserve to lose because, yeah. you know, Ernie Johnson asked Draymond last night, do you remember the last time you scored 20 points in the game? Draymond said no, and Ernie told him it was in December of 2019. Yeah. 2019? 2019. You know what I'm saying? And no, I am not talking about the NBA just because Mr. Logical told me I look like Kenny Smith. 
You know what I'm saying? We just Yo, he look exactly like Kenny Smith. <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. All right, look, Mr. Goodell is at the uh, podium here. You know, I got the TV on mute, but hopefully they booing the hell out of him. And then right, before so- before the draft gets underway, I just want to throw it out there real quick. So Mr. Logical told me, I t- you know, I said to him, hey, Lamar Jackson got his deal. And he said, is it five years, $260 million? And I was like, maybe it did. I got it was five years, two hundred and sixty million. He said it was one hundred and eighty guaranteed, but it was actually one hundred and eighty-five guaranteed. So Lamar Jackson, congratulations! You are now the highest-paid player in the NFL. Yeah, because I said two sixty and the one eighty, because as good as these guys are as athletes, they're equally as petty. So <laughs> I knew it would be something. That simple because if you think, oh, Patty Mahomes. All right, so now we are doing this live together. I want to know where you at right now because I'm looking at the screen. I got. Well, what channel are you watching? I'm watching ESPN. I'm watching on. I'm on stream. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm watching ESPN. Uh, you know, we got some people on the stage right now with Goodell. Looks like I got uh, Patrick Eric... Mahomes with the trophy. That's I got... where I'm at. I got Eric Stone Street, the Emmy Award-winning actor and comedian at the so podium. I'm ahead of you. I think I'm ahead of you, so I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to say anything crazy. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Right I'm now, what I'm it. looking at, I got Patrick Mahomes talking into the microphone. Yeah, I got Pat walking out with the trophy right now. Okay, yeah, so I'm about 20 seconds ahead of you. All right, that's all right. So who you, who you got going number one, you know? Well, my son placed a bet on my FanDuel account. You got C.J. Stroud going number one. That's what I think the choice should be. I think it should be C.J. Stroud. I'm leaning towards them picking Bryce Young. But, you know, I think, like I said, I think C.J. Young is the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft right now. They gave up D.J. Moore, which would have been nice for a young quarterback to have. But, you know, they're going to – I would have given up any other – I would have given up a better defensive player at his position before I gave up a wide receiver – Unless you plan on getting a tight end, because we all know tight ends. If you look at the stage now, you got Travis Kelsey. Excuse me. Travis Kelsey's out there with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I knew Travis Kelsey was good when Alex Smith was a quarterback, but I didn't think he was transcendent right. until him and Patrick Mahomes started connecting. Right. I think without the Super Bowl this year, I think the second play in the, the mic'd up, because we saw the NFL films, when he was like, hey, 15, if they do this with 10, I'm going to run this route. He didn't even give it a name. He Basically, he just wiggled behind Tyreek Hill, caught the pass, slid down for the timeout, and that was the, the Buffalo fourth quarter, 13-second game. Right. I think that immortalized him and, and Chiefs lore. And then on top of that, they won a Super Bowl this year. And that happened last season. Right. So I think that I think that the the importance of a good big tight end, I mean, it's it's it's, it's quintessential to the success of a young quarterback. So unless they have a tight end plan in Carolina, I don't know how you get by because right. we will talk about gambling a lot. The Vegas odds had Bryce Young going number one at minus 5,000. If you don't really know much about gambling, this is my rudimentary knowledge of it. Minus 5,000 essentially means in order to win $100 on that bet, you have to bet $5,000. Right. 
So that's that's it's like almost a lock. It would right. be Muhammad Ali as an all-time heavyweight boxing against a featherweight. Muhammad Ali's odds would be minus ten thousand. So in order right. to win a hundred dollars, you got to bet ten thousand. So I logged on the fan duel today, and it had Bright Sung at minus five. So in order for that to happen, someone has to be talking to people who make these decisions because the odds of Will Levis being the number one pick was plus twelve hundred. That means is ten. It's like twelve times essentially. So ten dollars would win you one hundred and twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Plus your 10 back. And CJ Stroud was plus 3,000. So in order for these kind of sports books to make these kind of odds at this moment and something that seems a bit random, because this is these picks are random. We don't know if everything that Frank Wright and the Carolina staff has been saying publicly. I know, like I said, we talked about Thomas Davis, a former linebacker, great for Carolina. He said that people were pounding the table for Anthony Richardson. So how is it that I heard that two weeks ago, two, two and a half weeks ago, and now the night of Vegas is like, nah, we are, we are so sure that this guy's going number one. We're not even going to make it a reasonable bet for you to Mm -hmm. pick him. So. Yep. So we got Carolina on the clock. The NFL draft is underway. We're almost at the halfway point of their selection time here showing Bryce Young on the screen. I hate when they do this because, you know, they always do that thing and then the quarterback slips or something and they just, it just turns into an awkward moment. Like remember, the uh, yeah, the that's A-A exactly what I was about to, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to bring up. Brady Quinn was worse though. Mm-hmm. Because he was after Aaron Rodgers and it was the same thing. Geno Smith got the same treatment. You know, I didn't even realize Josh McCown was Carolina's quarterback coach. He'll be a head coach next year. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to see what happens here. You know, I'm excited. You know, and then uh, and then As while we- South fan, I'm excited for them to get this guy, too. Because <laughs> they put in They have nothing to put around him. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for Washington to break my heart because I want a corner. Some people say we need a lineman. I know we probably need a linebacker as well. But, of course, you know, they'll probably grab the tight end, Dalton Kincaid from Utah, which would be a good pick because he's a good player. But, you know, we just got other needs. But that just would be something that Washington does. I'm interested to see, not just because they're your team, but I'm interested to see what Atlanta does. You know, I'm interested to see what Detroit does because – I've heard some C.J. Stroud smoke potentially to them. Same thing to Seattle. So, you know, that five and six range, if there's no trades going on, I'm really interested to see who those two teams pick. I'm excited for the trade, too. I think uh, and we, if we want to – we're analysts of the sport. I think the first trade is predicated on whatever happens at two. Right. And, you if know, we you got – if it goes quarterback in any other position at two, whatever the quarterback is that gets selected at one, if they say Will Levis at one, then two is going to be – well, if Will Levis goes one, then I think two – Then I think Houston goes quarterback. They go quarterback. Right. If not – Young goes one, 
And then Houston goes Will Anderson two, then three. Arizona's probably sitting back in Phoenix, like, yo, we about to get a haul from somebody. Right. Because we talked about the pettiness of, of sport. Remember when um the Rams played the formerly the, the Commanders when they're on their other name? Yeah. And they sent out all the players that oh, they yeah. got for yeah. RG3. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But I, I looked at uh I thought about this back and forth as a, a Falcon fan. The Chargers got Drew Brees and Danny Thomason off the Michael Victory. Mm-hmm. So they got two all-time greats at their, you know, at their respective positions off of a trade. So it could work out. Right. So yeah, I'm you know, we're uh waiting, you know, Sus- Susie Colbert talking to us on the screen. You know, we're about four minutes away from finding out who the Panthers are going to pick. But, yeah, so, you know, Arizona definitely should be taking calls. And, you know, depending on what Houston thinks, because, I mean, they do have D'Amico Ryans, who is a defensive coach. So, you know, I could see D'Amico Ryans going, say, Will Anderson at number two. And yeah, then maybe and then, score 20 points a game because you got a good defense. Right. And then they might they might try to trade up that second pick, you know, to get a quarterback at a different number, but we'll see, you know, uh, it just depends on how people feel about these quarterbacks because from what I've been reading, can you think, can you imagine this? Will Anderson goes to CJ Stroud slips to 12 and they get them both. No, I can't imagine that. You can't. I mean, no, I, I think, I think if, 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 if Stroud was on the board past say four, you know, say the Colts don't take them at four and they don't trade up, you know, if they don't take him, I think somebody else is going to try to trade up. Between that, maybe but if five. You had to guess, your somebody else would be Tennessee. Yes, Ten- Tennessee. What if possibly. they only? What if they've been? What if they've been in the in the position where we are at eleven? Will Levis is probably our guy, and they did all their due diligence on Will Levis. Because I think that's what happens. Like when Justin Fields slipped, <clears throat> I don't think anybody jumped because I think people maybe expected. No way Justin Fields is going to be here at 9, 10, right. 11. So you put all your energy, all your eggs in the basket of Will Levis, and you don't want to second-guess yourself. It's like when you take a test, you put A, B, C, or D, and you think about it when you get to the end, you're like, you know what? Do I want to change this? You know what? I thought it was C. When I got to this question 25 minutes ago, I'm just going to stick with it. Right. And then he slips. To the Houston at twelve, that'd be that'd be crazy. A that lot of money lost. A lot of yeah. money lost. But okay, the pick is in. Yeah, the, be, the pick is in. We're just, yeah, we've just been waiting. All right, I've been waiting for about two or three minutes. It feels like since the pick is in popped up on the screen. You know, you know, if the Texans uh, don't get a quarterback in the first round. It's not a failure because, you know, Giannis let us know that, you know, it's all about steps to success. So, you know. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Shout out to Giannis. I agree with it too, but that ain't the moment you make that statement, Giannis. You just hit your damn free throws. Hit your damn free throws. You you realize all he needed to do was miss 10 free throws and they win that game. (laughs) I mean, if Drew Holiday made his free throws, maybe Drew Holiday Holiday resembled an NBA player. Drew Holiday threw that ball away. All right, here we go. Bryce Young. 
Bryce Young is number one. The improviser. Can't get his can't get the hat over his hair. I'm That's like it. I said, I'm ahead of you, so I didn't say anything. The, the computer processor, Bryce Young. You know, and I know like you know, everybody makes a big deal because his numbers went down last year, but you know, he, he did lose John Mechie and Jamison Williams, you know, first of all. You know, he still had 32 touchdowns compared to five interceptions. He, you know, he's a 66% career completion percentage guy. So I don't know if I like the pick for Carolina. You know, like I think Bryce Young has the potential to be a star, but I don't know if I like the Carolina fit. How tall is Roger Goodell? They're standing side by side, and he's not taller than Roger Goodell. Well, I know uh, he measured at 5'10", was it? I think it was 5'11". 5'11", yeah. 5'11", and some change. Which, Tyler which, Murray measured at 5'10 and three quarters, but didn't get measured at his pro day. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that you just hope he's a smarter Kyler Murray, I guess. You know, it's the thought, and maybe he can put on some weight that'll naturally sit right on him. But, but by looking at him in his frame, I don't know how much weight he can gain and still... Yeah, like I said, I compare a lot of these, like my my pause, my thick body, short quarterback, I compare to like Baker Mayfield. He seemed to be a little bit more solid from sternum to ankles. Right. Michael Vick was probably the same height as Baker Mayfield. He didn't really have that thicker, like lower body. I think uh, if... I mean, if he can stay upright, most of these guys don't get hit that much. If he knows the protections, if he knows how to get in and out of, you know, situations, I think he'll be all right. Carolina was a good team. They made a good run last year with Steve Wilkes. They had always the, the bridesmaid. They they had the NFC South looking interesting because it was a situation where I think it was an Atlanta versus Carolina game where if Atlanta had won, then Week 18, uh-huh. every team would have had the same record playing against each other. But some some crazy conundrum with that because the, the division was essentially pretty mediocre. Right. As far as like wins and losses, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't doing great. Mm-hmm. Carolina had a bad run early, fired their coach, Matt Rules, now in Nebraska. Then they had a nice little run. Atlanta was just basically – just, I mean, they were just kind of battling mediocrity with the optimism, like right. the whole year. And then the Saints, the Saints just seem to be completely discombobulated all year because the defense is always good. Their front four is always good. Their linebacker play is always good. But yet, it was like, why is Andy Dalton playing more than Jameis Winston? It just, it just. Well, Jameis like, was hurt at the beginning of the year as well. I don't know how much he was. It was a lot of games. He was the back. He was dressed as the backup, and I was like, "What's going on to where Andy Dalton is beating out Jameis Winston?" And, you know, so it just was like, it was just, it just felt like first New Orleans had a player drafted first overall. No. Yeah, they don't have wow. a lot of great quarterback. Quarterbacks go number one overall. That's true. That's true. Every every five or six years, you had. The guy last year, number one defensive lineman, J.W. Clowney. Remember Mario Williams at North Carolina State? Right. For the most part, you get a lot of quarterbacks go number one overall because people just kind of, I won't say overrate their value, but I think they people, do. I think people inflate. <laughs> no, 
I think people inflate the the potential setback for not having the guy. Because I don't really, I don't think people say, oh, you got to get Bryce Young because he's a quarterback. I think the narrative of if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance sometimes translates to you got to get the next hot quarterback that we think is the hot. Right. I so that, what people did with Aaron, getting Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, what we'll talk about throughout the night. Yeah, so the Texas pick is in, just waiting for the announcement. But, you know, Bryce Young, you know, Carolina did go out and get Hayden Hurst. So, you know, he's got his tight end, you know, provided he could stay healthy. They went and got Miles Sanders, you know. So, you know, they have – a starting caliber running back because they lost Deontay Foreman to the Bears. But, um, Adam Thielen. you know, and they got Adam Thielen. I love Chuba Hubbard, so he should have a bigger role this year now that Freeman is gone. But, you know, we'll just have to see. So, if nothing else, Miles Sanders can catch some passes out the backfield or some check downs. You know, Hayden Hurst is a good enough tight end, I think. You know, they did pick up DJ Shark, you know, in the, in the wide receiver room. He's probably their best receiver right now. You know, they Frank Wright a good coach? I think so. I, I think that the coach shouldn't have fired him. I just think that they panicked. And, and it today's, was definitely a premature firing. Yeah, like in today's day and age, you know, like I just got done talking about how I thought like Budenhoser needs to be fired. But I think in today's day and age, like coach, we, we put coaches on such a short leash, you know, because Jonathan Taylor was hurt at the time, you know, part of last year as well. And they went and picked up old ass Matt Ryan. I ain't there yet, but they went and picked up old ass Matt Ryan after they picked up old ass Phillip rivers. So, you know, and, and Carson went. So, I mean, granted Frank white, right. Right. Had a lot to do with Carson. King of New York. Yeah. I've been listening Frank to Biggie. Wright. I've been listening to Biggie most of this week, you know, as I kiss your ass goodnight. Goodbye. All right, so here we go. So I got Goodell up at the screen, so we're going to see why you made that face at me. C.J. Stroud, there, I told you he ain't falling to no 12, man. Like he's, he's I don't, the, Yo, that's the thing with me. It's like, let's see. He's the most NFL quarterback, you know, ready. You know, only thing that – the only questions I have about C.J. Stroud is how hard is it to throw the ball – you know, listen to this list of receivers he's had. You know, Alave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Mecca Ibuka. You know, so like he didn't struggle for having targets. So that's what I think the knock on him would be. He does have 85 touchdowns compared to 12 interceptions in his career at Ohio State. You know, of course, they're on that two game losing streak to Michigan. You know, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But what impressed me about him, he went 31 for 48, or I'm sorry, 30, 23 for 34 with 438 yards and four touchdowns against Georgia in a road game, basically. You call it neutral field all you want. It was at the Georgia Dome. It was not a neutral field. You know, he, he showed some poise, especially on the last drive that got Ohio State down the field. I think Ryan Day just sold this team short. That's the thing. I think sometimes you just, even as a good team, you come up against a challenge. I'm just, this is why I don't, under. this is why I don't like the, actually this is why I kind of like the pre-draft rumors and lies because yes, like seven hours ago, I listened, like probably like three hours ago, right? the clip of him saying, 
I'm not a good test taker. And then Colin Cowher was like, that's not what I want to hear out of my quarterback, blah, 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 blah. And he still goes number two overall. Houston, I'm glad they ignored all the noise and went with their guy that they think is going to lead them. Yep, just like I my franchise on Madden. I, I think it'd be smart to get Jackson Smith and Jigma just and to kind of pair them up. The, yeah. The, the the Jamar Chase Joe, Joe Burrow thing. Yeah, Jamar Chase Joe Burrow. Yes. He see we've been doing it so long. He, he feels me. Yeah. yeah I think this, that's a smart move. You know, and CJ Stroud did win back to back Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year awards. So, you know. And you know, so we'll see. You know, I like the pickup. You know, I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I think I think it was a smart move. You know, so now the Cardinals are on the clock. You know, we'll Cardinals see. Cardinals we about to get a haul from somebody. Well, we're about to see. You know, because they're you know on how my, these runs go on my screen. We're down to three minutes and fifty seconds until you know we get yeah, the I'm announcement. Like, I'm like thirty seconds ahead of you then. Just so. yeah. So, you know, so I like Will Anderson here. You know, if I was the Cardinals, if I was going defense, I might go Tyree Wilson. I don't think they need to go offense this this time around. But if they can't. I like trading with Indianapolis. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Um, Or just trading with the highest bidder. How about that? The highest bidder. I think Indianapolis would be the most desperate one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. They would be the most desperate one. So, you know. But we'll see, you know. I think that the Cardinals, you know, obviously next year is going to be a down year because Kyler Murray's out. So, you know, it's definitely a good time to get somebody in, develop them. They got a new head coach. You know, they got Gannon from shock the world and go Anthony uh, Richardson. No, nah, they ain't going to go Anthony Richardson. I would fire everybody in the building. You know, because Kyler's – I fired the equipment managers. Well, they already I put on – well, they already put put the money into Kyler. So, you know, if they were to do something like that, I would just question the organization as a whole. Not that I don't already do that, but. Hold on, hold on. We got something. I'll, I'll let you see it. All right. So, you know, but the Cardinals. I got it. I got it. Now you can go ahead and say it. Go for it. No, 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 I want you to see it. I, want I don't, I don't, I don't want to have no, I don't want to have an awkward pause here. Like, <laughs> no, we don't have to have a pause. I'm just saying. Like I had, I have it muted down. So, Adam Schefter was saying something pretty animated. It has it popped up on the screen. Guys are shuffling through their papers. As of right now, Arizona's still on the clock. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching Schefter 33. right now. Schefter just popped up on my screen. Yeah. So I got a minute twenty-eight. Mel Kuyper's bloviating something. Yeah, I saw that, Mel Kuyper in five years. When we look at, it, he'll be wrong. But yeah, I see. I, I see that Mel Kuyper had Will Levis number four on his big board because honestly i think with these big boards and this is i haven't done any research to support it i just think that everyone has this broad big board right right and then as it gets closer they all just kind of fall in line and essentially say the same thing just so oh we got a trade okay a trade alert all right I'm saying going to get Arizona it to trade it. Pick to the Texans. Okay. My bad. My bad. Okay. The Texans traded back up to three, and their pick is in. They probably so, traded the 12 to get the three to get Will Anderson. 
Well, it makes me think of his Jalen Carter. They had the camera on Will Anderson a second ago. You probably already saw that part. Yeah. Come on, Houston. Well, that, well, I just now, well, I'm just now getting to the trade, you know, and uh, I see old St. Nick in his pink. Look at him smiling. Yeah, they oh. having a D'Amico Ryan's having a ball in the in the room. None yeah. of them wearing ties. They don't want to look too professional. Like I, they see, did the Obama. Movie. I knew I should have see see. I knew I should have did the whole bet on Will Anderson being the first defensive player. You know, I should have followed my gut on that one. But we'll see. I tried to, but by the time I got back on the fan duel, it, it was, was just too gone. late. Yeah. And now I'm at the number six overall. Yeah. It's probably too close. People are probably already communicating. Like right. He's probably called someone by now. Right. You know, and I just want to go on the record real quick. You know, I know I'm not, I don't have any inside information. I don't have any, you know, people in these war rooms or any or any of these offices or anything like that. But why Lewis Reddick ain't got a GM job yet? You know what? I think that ESPN money is pretty good. I mean, I'm sure it is, but I just feel like he wants to be a GM. And I know he interviewed for a couple of jobs recently. But I think, I think it's like when you have when you have a good job, like you and I retired, we get our pay. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna take this job because it offers you X amount of freedom. If you offer me the same type of job and it's twice as much I'm getting paid now, but less freedom, I'm like, you know what? I'll take that because like now I can take those that funding and kind of build a different freedom aspect. Like you know, you can take more trips, so forth and so on. Right. He's like, yo, if I'm sitting at ESPN and they're paying me a million, and you want to pay me a million too, but you're not giving me the control. I'm like, I'm better off sitting here mm-hmm. until you're ready to give me two and a half million, then I'll come off of, off of the seat. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Will Anderson, third. So there you go. Fourth. You got Eddie's double four. All right. So, so this is where the fun begins. So at my my FanDuel Sportsbook, the next pick you can pick is 7th, 8th, 9th, uh, let's see what else they got, and the 13th. Yeah, so I'm so thinking... the numbered picks. So I'm thinking it has to be Levis, but we'll see. Because I told you, you he got... Levis is going for? Oh, because hey, he got the... Yeah, he got the Peyton Batty stamp of approval. I've been telling y'all this for like two months now. You know, so, so we go to see, but you know, I do like the Will Anderson pickup. You know, you can't go wrong with SEC defensive player of the years. You can't go wrong with sending a dude after quarterbacks nicknamed the Terminator. You know, six four two forty three. You know, uh, like I said, they did a, they did a special on him on ESPN. Great family, youngest of five. Like he has, like, I think it's five siblings, five or six sisters, and they all talk glowingly about him. Right. Good upbringing. You know, six three and a half, two fifty three. Played for Nick Saban. Played a lot of snaps. Right, standing up, hand in the dirt. Won the national title as a freshman. Sack Stetson Bennett. You know, see so here, you got his hand on the dirt on the left side of the defense. This play before he came off the right side. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, something about some of these guys are they're just special. He, they were saying he would have been a top pick last year. Right Came back, still equally as productive this year. Yeah. Granted, Alabama lost a couple of games on the last second play, 
Yeah, they lost. They lost both their both of their losses their occurred games. on the last play of the game. So you know, you talk about the Tennessee kicker false start. The Tennessee start. kicker false start that they didn't yep. call. Like, I'm not the only one seeing this stuff. And then the two point conversion against LSU. You know, and then uh, so you know, Will Anderson is a decorated player. You know, won the Nagurski and SEC Defensive Player of the Year, and then this year won both of those awards again. Won the Bednarik Award, the Lombardi Award. And the Lot Impact Trophy. So I've been seeing a lot of things. I don't necessarily know how I feel about the comparison, but I've seen a lot of DeMarcus Ware comparisons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. You know, that is a Hall of Famer. You know, but, um, yeah, I, I like the pick, you know. Um, that's crazy, though, because, I mean, if they were just going to trade, I don't know. They could. They, I wish they would have did the drama thing. They should have picked Anderson number two and still did the trade anyway, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> now because somebody else would have. I know. I know. I know. You know, so, so the Colts are on the clock, you know, so we're going to see what happens here. Like I said, I think oh, it's going to be. You got Will Levis? Yeah, I think it's going to be Will Levis. I think the knowing the Colts, they'll go get a guard. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you know, call me if you don't like the pick. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. You know, I should but, get a text message or a phone call here in the next four minutes, seven seconds. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Colts got to take quarterbacks. So, I mean, we already know that much to begin with. You know, so how did Will Levis get this high, though? Is it just. It's Is because it I think it's because of his size, because, you know, a lot of people at the start of this past college football season, they were making Josh Allen comparisons. But I see more of like a Jay Cutler type dude, you know, at best. He's bigger. He's you know, bigger. What I, mean? I know. But but I'm just saying, like, I see him as a Jay Cutler-esque type quarterback, you know, maybe a Ryan Leaf kind of guy. Like, you know, like he's big. He's got the prototypical size and all that stuff. But I am not trusting a dude that could not beat out Sean Clifford for a starting job. The pick is in, you know, so we'll see what happens here. You know, but uh, yeah, like, hey, I mean. Would you fall out if it was Richardson? No. I mean, so if it were me, I think. You're the GM. You're Chris Ballard. I, I You're think, in Indiana, I think Indianapolis that, War Room. I think that Richardson's upside is more worth taking a gamble than whatever you think you're getting out of Levis, you know, because like whatever you think you're going to get out of Levis, I don't know how much better he's going to get. That's the problem. You know, like I was talking about the NBA draft last year. Uh, I was talking about Paulo Banquero. You know, obviously he won the rookie of the year. And my analysis on him at the time was, same thing, like I'm saying about C.J. Stroud. Like, I felt like he was the most NBA-ready player in the draft. But I don't know how much better he's going to get. Like, what he is today is what I think he is three years from now. Like, his numbers might get better, but I don't think the player changes very much. And that's how I feel about Will Levis. Like, whatever he is as of this moment, I just don't see the growth that's worth that's worth taking him this high. I wouldn't take uh, Richardson either, but I guess Richardson. you got to. I think it's Richardson. You I'm know? just guessing. I'm well, we'll just guessing. See. Nothing's happened on my screen yet. We'll see. I mean, it could be Richardson. I mean, like I said, I if it were me, I would probably take Richardson just because I just feel the if upside. I'm take a, if I'm going to take a gamble, I'm going to take a gamble on a guy that third and six, I can give him a scramble for seven. Yeah. 
just just understand that Will Levis has a I think he's probably close to the same size, probably like 6'4", 225, 230. Yeah, I had him at 6'4", 232, yeah. Yeah, so, but if I get that same size and rawness, I will take the raw with the extended athleticism. Yeah, and he's bigger than people like Lamar Jackson, you know, so I don't know if injury is such a concern early but on. Cam Newton is was that size, so, but Cam Newton, you should like try. But he didn't get hurt until late, though. What what was happening with Cam? He was getting hit late, right? And they weren't and calling it. They weren't calling it because he was six five two fifty. And Ron Rivera can't coach, so he was just like, "Yo, just go hit again and fall forward." Yeah. Sorry, I keep pointing to the wrong thing. I'm trying to point to my thing, but I keep pointing to the wrong side. Yo, the camera. Yo, I'm telling. And it is Anthony Richardson. Yard. There it is. There it he is. Had a little smirk on his face. So now, so now this gets interesting, right? Now he's crying. There it is. So, I knew so, somebody's gonna cry. I wish that was the bet. Who's gonna cry first? Now, now, so this goes back to what you were saying. Now, well, is, Le- is Levis is Levis Tennessee's guy? Nobody else. And they it. might not have to trade up to get him. They don't have to move a muscle. You know. You know. Anthony Richardson. Top three you know. Quarterbacks are going now. I think I got. Let me see. Let me check my bets real quick. You go. You go shit on Anthony Richardson some more. You know, with his below 60% completion percentage? Well, I think I mean, the completion percentage is a problem. But I know those numbers as a fan of the sport and a guy who has a podcast with his friend. So I imagine that the Colts coaching staff has those same numbers and they should have some form of a plan Yeah, to figure that out. You know, and hey, the the thing that they got going for them in this situation is their head coach did, you know, coach Jalen Hurts this past season. True, true. Jaylen, not that they're, not that they're the same Jaylen player. Hurts is special. I think Jaylen well, well, yeah, but not that special. they're the same player. But yeah, leader. yeah. Uh, the Anthony Richardson highlight tape is just. I mean, it's it's chaos. It's beautiful <laughs> chaos. So if you can get if you can get the highlight plays with the basic fundamentals of being a starting quarterback, fortunately, I think they're in a in a, like I said, they're in a division where they're gonna play three games against Jacksonville, three against oh, two games Jacksonville, two against Houston, two against Tennessee. You can take a chance. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a bunch of dome games. Houston's in the dome. Jacksonville's warm. Tennessee yeah, you can. You can take a chance. Cold. You can take a chance, and he runs that four four forty. Yeah. So you figure out like, okay, how do we, how do we maximize this? But really, all it is is like, can he? Does, does his athleticism translate right to the playbook? You know, yeah, that 40 and a half inch vertical and like, is that 10 foot nine broad jump going to come into play somewhere? I think only thing that goes into was his ability to like stand in the pocket and shake somebody off because his legs are so strong. Yeah. All right. So Seattle's on the clock. You know, is this going to be Tyree Wilson? Is it going to be Jalen Carter? What are they going to do? Pete Carroll, simple old school dude. You know, as a as a fellow old guy, 
Yeah. I think this is where he goes simple. And I think he goes Jalen Carter. Which, I mean, it makes sense. All these mock drafts I was looking at. I think I didn't see anyone with the. I still haven't seen the details of the trade between Arizona and Houston because, like I said, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that. Have yet. The volume actually, all actually, while you're talking, I'm gonna look that up. Okay, so I I imagine that Arizona went to twelve and probably got. I mean, they went from three to twelve. They probably got Houston's so, second round pick. So here you go. Maybe so, a fourth. So the Cardinals get uh number 12, number 33. That's the second round pick. A first rounder next year. Ooh. A third rounder next year. And then the Texans get the third pick, which was Will Anderson, and then pick 105 in this draft. So 105 is about what is that? Beginning of the fourth round? Uh, or into the third. It's 30. Yeah, so like somewhere in the early fourth round. Yeah. Because it's 32 picks he chose. Yeah. Well, technically 31 this time because, you know, Miami uh, lost their draft pick for this. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but I'm talking about like just. No, in, I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know how, you, how these teams out here losing. How you lose your first round pick? Trying to get Tom Brady. Trying to get the Old ass Tom Brady, too. It would have worked. Oh, yeah, it would have. That ain't the point, though. Yeah, you can't have him on a boat trying to – you can't have a coach come on, hey, man, let's go fishing. And all of a yeah. sudden you see six foot five Tom Brady trying to sneak around the corner. Like, you know how 12, big baby. six foot five is? Like, it's so funny that Tom Brady is probably one of the most famous faces in football, and he wears a helmet, but he's still, like, markedly famous. And you, you think know, Brian Flores is not going to notice you trying to just get him on the boat with you? You know, I'm still not convinced that uh, Tom Brady ain't going to come back one more time. <laughs> I mean, I think Miami would be the only choice. But is he the fourth best quarterback in the division if he comes back? No. He's the, he's probably the second best. Based off of what? Based off of Mac Jones not being a good quarterback, you know, based off of Tua being a sometimey quarterback. Yeah, well, Tua will be gone, so he he'll go back to Miami. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would give you Josh Allen, Aaron yeah, so Rodgers, Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Tom Brady. Well, I still got to see what Aaron Rodgers looks like because you know, like he is another year older, going to be playing in the cold still. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna check some of those games out. Yeah, you got to. You got to. I got to check it out. It's I might amazing. have to go. I might have to go to a Texans game or something. You know, since they got my Madden franchise quarterback. It might. It might be the move. It might yeah. be the move. Like I, right. I want to see. A, I want to see at least a few games this year. I'm too close not to see at least four NFL games. Right. I'm 40 minutes from Philly, so I got eight Philly home games, maybe nine. The Giants and the Jets. So there's a home game there essentially every single Sunday or Thursday or Monday, whatever, whenever they get their games. Right. I'm like, that's 24 opportunities within yeah, 90 minutes. Yeah, and I'm only, uh, you know, three hours from Houston. So, you know. Yeah, you can make a weekend of it. I can make yeah. it. I can make a day of it. Like, for instance, at, if I was at work today and there was a football game tonight, I can make reasonable, simple plans like, yo, 
You want to check this game out? Get right. tickets. Not even have to overdo it. Throw my jersey on and get on I-95 North, and I'm driving right in East Rutherford. So I'm like, you yep. know what? I'm doing that this year. Yeah, so Seattle's pick is in. See the top 10 quarterback of the see. league, Daniel Jones. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, the $40 Jesus. million dollar man. Oh, Jesus. You so know. we got the Seahawks. Seahawks, I mean, are the Seahawks just one of those teams that will win nine to ten games and be relevant, but no one will care about them past week 18? Well, I mean. Are they destined to be one of those teams? But look at their division this year. You know, same thing you were just talking about with your division. You know, like um, um, Kyler Murray's out. You know, yep. we, just, we still don't know what Trey Lance is. And he's yeah. trying to get – they're trying to trade him, rumor yeah. has it. But, you know, it's all rumor. Right, right, right. Ten days before the draft. All right, day. Seattle goes corner. You know, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, you know, so – Oh, now you're ahead of me. Well, I'm looking at my phone now. <laughs> wow. I'm looking at the phone. I had, I had to hit refresh real quick because I was looking at something else. But, you know uh, – Good pick. You know, I'm surprised that they went corner. You know, I thought they would go Wilson or Jalen Carter. But, you know, they could have did a lot worse, you know. So here's a stat for you. Here's some stats for you. So Honestly. this so this past season, Witherspoon was targeted 63 times. He allowed 22 catches for 206 yards and had three interceptions and 14 pass breakups. So breaking it all down, he gave up 3.3 yards per target. You know what I'm afraid of for him. Nice suit. What what I'm Simple. afraid of, what, what I'm afraid of for him is Ooh, that Gonzalez is coming to Atlanta, and that's a I, big corner. Oh yeah, you I see like him just him. hug. Watch yeah. when they hug in like 20 seconds. Yeah, I see. Christian I see Gonzalez him. is gonna but, hug. You, did but, you see but, him hug? Oh no, not yet. But but with a spoon. But with a spoon, you know what I what I'm afraid of for him is I don't know if he has. What's the word I'm looking for? Catch up speed, I guess. You know, like he doesn't have that break on the ball speed. He's physical. So, you know, he can be a little handsy at times, Richard Sherman style, but they ain't never called it on Richard Sherman. You right. know, he's he's 5'11 and a half, you know, so we'll see. But I also think that he could be susceptible to fix off the line. Like a receiver can potentially juke him right off the line or make him think he's going one way and switch on him real quick. I don't know if he has that switch ability to get back into position. Yeah, what I figure if you go if he's a top five pick, I think they probably ironed out those things. He seems to be real physical in the run game. Oh yeah, big he's definitely hitter. a run stopper. Yes. Big hitter. And we realize this a lot of times that after after the combine's over, most of these wide receivers aren't burners. I don't think Debo Samuels a four 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 three guy. I don't think Justin Jefferson was a 4-3 guy. I think after they get into the league, most of these guys are just good at running routes. Like, uh-huh. are you physical enough to where you can match up? I don't know why they went corner. Then they, they drafted two rookies last year that were, like, top corners. Mm-hmm. So, I Jefferson. Bad, I'm going Jeff- to call that. We're going to call this a bad pick. So, Jefferson ran a 4-4-3. Exactly. So most of these guys aren't burners. Most of the time, which is the same as Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Josh Richard, remember what's the board? Uh, the one that broke the record, John Ross. Yeah, he ran a four-two-two. He probably got four total catches in his career. He probably got four point two two catches in his career. <laughs> four point two two yards a catch in his yeah. career. So, so just to give y'all a quick update, 
Three minutes and one second left in the first quarter. The Boston Celtics have a one-point lead, 27 to 26 over the Atlanta Hawks. You know, it's always weird, too. I feel like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the playoffs don't always have good games together. I think they have good games. I think for some reason people don't think they should be together. And then I think we evaluate their games. They are the most organic uh, 1A, 1B pairing in the well, I think that, Well, I think they turned into what everybody thought Paul George and Kawhi were going to be. But that's the thing. They were already doing the Paul George and Kawhi thing before Paul George and Kawhi linked up, uh-huh. which, which, which I don't say anything failed. That didn't work. And they're both owed $90 million total next year. They have well, the same contract, Kawhi yeah. and Paul George. Well, the good thing is they're both free agents after next year. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we, we, you talking about 2024, 20, 25. I'm talking about 2023, 20, 24. Well, you're paying these dudes $90 million. And you might not get 90 combined games out of them. I know. The Clippers need the Clippers need some explosiveness, man. They got all these old dudes, you know what I mean? Like, hold up, whoa, 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 whoa. Trade between Detroit and Arizona? Uh, I didn't get it yet. I just yeah. got the update. You got to stay off your phone because your phone is even. Oh heavy. come on, man! I'm just trying. I was trying to keep up with you. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm at a commercial from. McDonald's yeah, I'm at the State Farm commercial, but I'm at the McDonald's uh, commercial. So, so, I, so I got 4:40 on the clock for the Lions on my commercial, but then on my phone I got the Cardinals on the clock. I was just trying to refresh to see who Detroit was picking so I could keep up with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm just letting it play out. I'm not touching nothing. I'm not right. gambling over here. See, I'm being, uh, a hip- I'm being a hypocrite. I hate being behind you, but, you know, usually you're behind me. Always. 30 seconds. I was like, I'm like okay, cool. I'll keep, I'll keep All right. I'll put, my, I'll put my phone down for now. You know what I'm saying? If I see it, I won't say it. But, you know, but, yeah, so, you know. But, anyway, you know, uh, back to football. You know, uh, the Lions, you know, they need a receiver now that Jamison Williams, you know, is suspended. But it's probably too early to grab a receiver, so I can understand. I wouldn't it. grab one. I would. I'd grab like when with me when in doubt, go to the trenches. You win the line of scrimmage. If well, you like, if you not get blown away by a trade, whatever Arizona offered to get from twelve back to six, who they want? Who would Arizona want? Jalen maybe, Carter. Hey, maybe either Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson. I know I keep bringing up Tyree Wilson. Or, or I don't know if they'll draft a receiver this early, but they, get, they try to move Hopkins, or maybe they move Hopkins to Detroit and part of the trade. Ooh. Maybe now that would be something. But I was just thinking that they're trying to move uh, Hopkins to begin with, so maybe you grab Jackson Smith Enigma, you know, to be his replacement. But it's still a little high for a receiver, I guess. But if you like somebody, you like somebody. I mean, Jay, Daniel Jones went six. And the Giants took a they took a nut they took a defensive tackle I believe like Dexter Lawrence maybe seventeenth, and it's potentially they could have probably gotten another pick at six. They still could have gotten Daniel Jones at seventeen, and they could have gotten Dexter Lawrence at defensive tackle because I think they had like two first round picks that year, maybe like a high second. Well, I would take Julius Randle six before I took Daniel Jones six. You said Julius Randle. Yeah. The basketball player, Julius Randle? Yeah. Still bagging take... on Julius Randle? No. I'm, have him no, I'm, no I'm, ba- I'm bagging on Daniel Jones. 
You know, think I would rather take a I'd take a basketball player <laughs> over this quarterback out of Duke. Yeah, we got to talk about that one day, the whole Paul George thing and the whole like, you know, NFL players the NFL. and the NBA and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. So, I, so I Schefter think, is going over the trade. conversation for now. So so Schefter is going over the trade on screen right now. Yeah. So I got the Cardinals pick is in. So I'm going I'm to hold off. Yeah. Yeah. I got the okay, pick got is it. in as well. Oh, they got I, it. They got a steal. The, the Cardinals moved up to six from 12. They gave up 12 and they gave up the second round number 34 pick this year. Okay. That's it. Just for the one pick? Just for the one pick they gave up. They gave up, they they gave up 12 to six and they gave up a second round pick. They gave up pick. a second round pick. Okay. And they just got that haul from, I think Arizona's going to be sitting pretty nice next year. This year they're yeah. going to go three and 14, but. Yeah, so next so maybe, year they're gonna be all right. Next year they, you know, they might have some bandwagon fans. Yeah, so maybe maybe we'll give their uh, front office a break then. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna give them a break because they gave a guy a contract because he deleted all their information so, off of Instagram. So, so you are, have you seen the pick yet? Who they picked? Uh, I got it. It's coming up right now. Roger okay. Dell in this fancy two thousand dollars suit, no tie, so he looks casual. I'm, so shocked, like I'm, the, shocked that, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. So he looks pick. like part of the Midwestern crowd. There's no tie. I'm shocked at the pick. And now the Raiders are on the clock. The Raiders. You saw the pick? Yeah. Okay. Why'd you Paris, trade up from 12? Paris Johnson from Ohio State, offensive lineman. So that, that's I like what, the suit. I like the suit, though. Well, that's, like, why, like, well, that's, why, well, that's why I said you know, I was... He killed it in that cream. That cream suit, he killed it. Well, that's why I said I was shocked about the pick because you don't normally see teams do this finagling to get to a lineman. They could have gave him a bigger hoodie for his promo, he, He's excited, though. You know, that's half the battle. All right, well, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to gauge whether an offensive lineman is a top 10 offensive lineman, especially from some of these schools that have such talent from, you know, from sideline to sideline. It's like, so is he, is he talented because is, is he a top draft pick because he is a skill set or is he a top draft pick because all he has to focus on is the guy in front of him because he has a plethora of four and five star guys right you know, next to him. It's, it's right. the whole it's, it's the conundrum that comes along. We draft in a an Alabama linebacker, even an Alabama corner sometimes because the are they good, so good? Are they good because they're pushing they're pushing tackles and guards into the laps of quarterbacks, right? And then the ball's coming out early. Are the linebackers good because you know a guy like what's the guy named Mount Cody? They called him, yeah. Was he because he was eating up two blocks every play and linebackers are just slipping through? So it's always it's always hard to pick. So 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 this year uh, was his first time at left tackle, and on 449 pass blocking snaps, he gave up 14 pressures. How many sacks? Uh, I don't have that. I have to look that one up, but. You know, apparently he meets all the physical standards that you would want at this position from what I've read. So 313, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, but we'll see. But the Raiders are on the clock, so, you know, we'll see what the Raiders do. So, you know, now this is interesting now, you know, because 
you know, do the Raiders go Gonzalez? I got the Raiders going Gonzalez. I got a five dollar bet on it. Yeah. If I win, I get twenty bucks. You know. Atlanta's up on the clock next, baby. Do that dirty bird. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm a little biased. Um, but I think we already got the corner in the draft. Like we got uh Akuda from Detroit for a fifth round pick. So and then you had AJ Terrell a few years back. He was eighth overall. Drake London last year was eighth overall. That's the thing with Atlanta. They keep putting themselves in a position where they're just above mediocrity to the point where the picks are eight to ten. Mid-Atlanta, huh? And it's like, listen, just get a four. Just go ahead and start the rookie with three weeks left and lose those last four games and, and draft third overall. Maybe get somebody to jump from 14 to three. No one's really jumping out the window to get the eight. It's not eight college football players that everyone feels like they need to have. Well, well, that's what I was telling you. It's just like the Atlanta Hawks. You know, you're not good enough to win the championship, but you're not necessarily bad enough to get the generational person either. Yeah, so then you end up trading away your best potential player because you just you feel like you got to do something because you haven't made that move. So uh, Jason Tatum and, J- and Jalen Brown – Two for six and two for seven, respectively. You know, Trey Young with 18 points in the first quarter. Nice trade. The Celtics are up 35 to 34 at the end of the first quarter. Do you let, do you just let Trey cook? No. Just stay glued to everybody else and let him shoot. Let him go. I mean, let him go 17 for 37. I mean, I guess so, because, I mean, with all that being said, you know, um, Boston still had a chance to Boston still had a chance to win that game the other day. So, you know, maybe. But DeJounte Murray wasn't there. You know, now you got DeJounte Murray back. So, you know, um, he's off to a slow start. But, you know, I guess that's because, I mean, everybody else on Atlanta relies on Trey to get them the ball. So I could see that, you know, to some degree where Murray's probably the only guy that that off of more than four dribbles creates his own shot. Bondanovich will dribble twice and kick it back out and then set up off the screen for another one. Capella just basically just waits for the ball to come to him. Right. I think Collins was shooting threes, but he didn't even look comfortable shooting them in in the last game. They just felt like I'm wide open. And the coach is like, you open for a reason. When they're going to trade him though, like, they're not going to trade because once again, it's like I think it's just conjecture. It's like, oh, you want to trade, but it's like you're trading for what? It's not a lot of people there at the draft. It's not a lot of people at all. Well, it's still early. Nah, like this, like in the, Philly. In Philly, it was chaos. Well, that's what I'm saying. Philly, Philly, Philly picks in three picks, so we'll see. Like if it gets a little more rowdier when and, and no, I'm talking about like the amount of people. Like, like if it gets more well, packed. Tennessee, Tennessee was in an area where. It was a part of Nashville where it's already popular for its – it's like if you had a draft in New York City and you had it in Times Square, you're already going to have, you know, 50,000 people who came there just because it's Times Square and – or people who are football fans like, yo, two birds, one stone, let's go to Times Square and see the draft. Like when it was in Vegas, it right. was crazy. In Philly – shut it down it was it was crazy like they had like it was in philly i didn't realize 
like where it was because all the stuff they had set up. Because I went to Philly like a week later for a different event. And I was driving around like, I've seen that fountain before. Because me right. and my son, I took a picture of him in front of the fountain. But they had the stage built up where the Rocky statue is. Yeah. But they had it all built up. I was like, yo, I didn't even realize it was the same place. It was it was crazy. <laughs> but it was it was it looked way more uh I like maybe they just the part of Kansas City that having it at isn't, you know, the party district, or maybe it's chilly. But Philly was warm. I mean, it was it was a good it was a good time. Yeah. Vegas, they had it was crazy. They had a friend live out in Vegas and they were saying, like, yo, it was just streets were blocked off, you couldn't go a certain way. But that's the type of city you have that this kind of event at. All right. The Raiders pick is in. I got the pick. You got the pick yet? Uh not yet. Not yet. All right. So the Falcons Hopefully. are on the so the Falcons are on the clock. Falcons are on the clock. So the pick is in. Falcons on the clock. Uh I don't have Goodell walking out just yet. Well, I, I was I looked on my phone again. That's what I, I figured. Listen. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I like this the This is the first time we've gone back and forth on a live event. I like it. I wish we had more live events that are this, you know, galvanizing. Okay, I got Goodell walking out to the podium now. He's going to give the pick. Hopefully, it's a pick that I like because I went over here gambling. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, so, you know, Falcons, let's see what the Falcons do. Let's see how upset Mr. Logical can get. Oh, wait. Okay, I got the pick. Tyree Wilson. Yep, Tyree right, Wilson from Texas Tech. Uh, I don't like you got you could go crazy top. Go simple on the pants. You look like Eddie Murphy. Yes, and just in case you didn't know, Mr. Logical gives fashion advice as well. Yo, I'm all like that's part that's that's like 40% of this event for me. I just like I like to notice the difference between remember the picture when Zach Wilson was standing next to Patrick Sertain, Jamar Chase. I think Michael Parsons and then Zach looked like the lawyer. Yeah. Oh man. I just realized Tyree Wilson's gone. I just realized. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, what I like him. him. You already got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. You move Chandler Jones inside? Yeah, we'll see. You know, 50 pressures this year. And they got him standing up on the outside, crashing down. Yeah. Good tackler, big body, got his, got him in a you know four point stance here. Oh, play recognition. He saw the screen immediately. Yeah, he's definitely got great film. Good hands, seven and a half foot wingspan. You know, I think like you know. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard you. Seven and a half foot wingspan. Look how he yeah. uses. You can see where he loses uses leverage. Yeah. 17 sacks for his college career, 32 tackles for loss. Yeah, man. This you're doing too much. You said <laughs> this guy with the just the black pants and the top. He don't even look comfortable in that suit. Yeah. It looked like somebody told him to wear it. Yeah. I'm just hating because the Raiders grabbed him and Atlanta couldn't. Six six two seventy one. I'll take that. The Falcons pick is in. So you know what that means? It means it's Christian Gonzalez. That means that the Chicago Bears are on the clock. They're going to trade it. That'll be a good plan, probably. 
I, I like like the pick isn't like I don't know. I don't have the pick. But I'm just going to get my quick rundown on Atlanta. We talked about this before in previous podcast. I think Jalen Carter will be a good player, especially if you can pair him or just kind of just he can be bookend by Calais Campbell, Grady Jarrett. Yeah. And learn from those guys. But when you had uh, when you have issues in college and then you don't leave the state. Right. It just it just gives me pause because it's like, yo. Is he going to have 50 cousins coming out of Woodworks that want to come to games that want him to come to these events? Right. Is he going to do what Jamarcus Russell did and buy the Escalade with the big watch before the draft and just want to be around the people to grow with? And I get like, I'm not trying to say you can't hang around, with, you know, your family that, you know. But, man, it's tough when you when you just you just went through some issues in college. Like that car accident was after the national championship party. Right. It wasn't like last season. We got to see him grow. And we heard the stories about him paying for a teammate's meals. And I respect that. But does that extrapolate to you now paying for people who you knew growing up? Because he's from Florida. It's not that far. Florida Georgia line that can come right on up. Or just that desire to just be home. You know, is he going to be in the gym on the at the facility learning from Calais Campbell or is he going to be you know doing knucklehead stuff with his friends driving chargers mm-hmm. and challengers and stuff like that so right it's going to be interesting you know i've seen my, some for me i pick i take maturity over ability but i think it might be a situation of talent versus tolerance if they take them right and I mean, and I've seen him as high as number two on a lot of draft boards that I was perusing. So, you know, he's definitely. So if, if you got a guy that's at eight that, you know, was considered number two overall player. Yeah, it's it's the right value. It's the right value, but do you. But, but it is just it a matter of is is ego that says, oh, I have veterans here that can, you know, is this guy going to listen to veterans? Right. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, the pick is going to be coming up here in a second. Yeah, I'm still in commercial over here on my end. Yeah, I'm still on commercial too, but you know, I'm I'm looking. <laughs> it's still it's still not in on my phone yet either. All right, so you know, but yeah, so you know, Jalen Carter would be a good pick here. You know, uh, if it's not Jalen Carter, it could be Christian Gonzalez. You know, that would be the other option. You know, who's picking thirteenth? Uh, That's my next bet. That's uh, number bet. thirteen is. Green Bay. Green Bay is going well. So that, so that was a part of the Aaron Rodgers trade. Sometimes I just be making bets just so I win. <laughs> you know, y'all can see Green Bay going receiver, especially if Jackson Smith and Jigba is still there. You know, I like Quentin Johnson. You know, Johnston, but I don't know if he's a Green Bay player with Jordan Love. I don't know if I like that fit per se, but I think an open wide receiver is the best thing you can ask for no matter what city and team you play for with a young quarterback. I'm just hoping that Jordan Love picked Aaron Aaron Rodgers' brain enough. Or Aaron or Aaron Rodgers talked to Jordan Love enough. Not no, he didn't talk to him. I'm just saying, <laughs> Did you sit next to him and make note of the questions he was asking? Did you pick 
Did you listen to him when he was upset? Because people tell the truth when they're upset. Oh, no, I got I got Falcon fans telling me, hell yeah, and yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we'll see what happens here. We'll see. So that's White Adam? Yep. Okay, hold on. I'm still waiting on the pick. Why yeah, did I zoom in on all these other fans? Like, we don't want to – there's probably no Falcons fans in, in the building. <laughs> me and my son ended up on TV uh, for the draft. It was like a fifth-round pick. <laughs> When we went to Philly. Yeah. All right. So we'll see here, you know, still waiting on this pick. Okay, you know, we got the, a couple of fans out there announcing it because there's no Atlanta Falcons fans in the crowd. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I saw a mock draft earlier that had the Falcons taking B. John Robinson, but, you know, that would be way crazy. You know, that would just change the whole complexion of the whole draft going forward. I'm pretty sure it's Jalen Carter. All right. But he's saying it right now. So like I said, I got the sound down. All right. I got the I got it. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on Shane and Chris from the big brothers and big sisters of Kansas City. Wait till Raph sees this pick, y'all. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. I don't even want to look. I don't even want to look. You might not want to look. Man. If I, if Come knowing on, you, man. knowing you how I know you, you might not want to. Come look. on, they did some dumb. But it, but in the meantime, the Fal- the Hawks are nah, fifty to forty six. Nah. I don't even care about basketball right now. Come on, man. Come on, Shane or Chris, which one of you need? I know. I'm watching Shane and Chris right now too, getting upset right now. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Did he just see the pick, y'all? Why? Oh, he just saw the pick. And with that being said, B. John Robinson, number eight to the Atlanta Falcons, the best running back in the draft. The fourth all-time leading rusher in Texas Longhorn history. Behind Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson, and Earl Campbell. Listen to that elite company I just said, Raph. Yeah, but who's fifth? Uh, see that? <laughs> exactly. uh, why, why you always got to do it, this to me? It ain't that much elite. It's not that much elite running back talent coming out of Texas. It's four dudes. I'm it's not Jamal Charles, it. actually. It's Jamal Charles. See, I just remembered it before I even typed it in. Jamal, Jamal Charles is number five. Where are you putting him? Where, where, where are we getting production out of him? I don't know. Like, where are you getting production? Like, I, it's not like, say, I'm not knocking the running back pick. My thing is, like, where do you, where are you? You got Tyler Algier, uh-huh. Cordero Patterson, yep. B. John Robinson. Tyler Algier went for a thousand yards last year. Cordero Patterson is dynamic. We don't have, there's not much of a passing offense in Atlanta. Right. So having three running backs, it just further solidifies the fact that the defense is going to keep eight dudes in the box because there's no reason for them not to put. So no matter who the running back, well, y'all is, also y'all still get, got uh, you get prime Adrian Peterson back there, but it's like if you have no passing threat, then you got to get turnovers. You got to like create quarterback pressures. Well, they what, still what got uh, they still got Caleb Huntley too, right? I mean, for for whatever worth, that's just. But like, 
you're only getting 30 handoffs to running backs in the game. You get 60, you get 65 to 70 plays in the NFL game. 35, 40 in a passes, 25 to 30 runs split between two running backs for the most part. One gets about 60 to 65% of those carries. Yeah. So you're going to get one running back, get you about 17, 18 carries. Maybe another guy gets you eight to eight to nine. And then the quarterback run. It's like, where are you putting this? This It's like you drafted a player. You have no position to put him. The pick is already in. I see your face. I want, I want to see if I feel the same way. No, the pick is not in. I got the pick is in for Philly. Well, yeah, for Philly, but that's where I, I got screwed face because Chicago was up. There was a trade, Raph. There was a trade. Chicago moved or Man, Philly moved up a spot. Me, don't tell me Philly when I got Jalen Carter to put him next to Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Brent. Oh, we snap. never going to win an NFC. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even see it, but that's what I'm thinking. It's and like, you know, what's funny about Philly, this? Remember when Philly laughed? Remember when Minnesota laughed when Philly took Jalen Rager? Yeah. And then Minnesota was like, throw to put the pick in. Yeah. This is what Philly just did to Atlanta. You yeah. took a running back eight when you could have taken a defensive tackle to put him next to Calais Campbell and Grady Jarrett eight. I like how Mr. Logical has this reaction when it's my team that actually shares the division with Philly and plays them twice every year. I'm trying <laughs> to get to the Super Bowl. We zero on zero until the season starts. You can't let NFC team just take, just stockpile talent. Well, I wonder, but I'm wondering what Chicago got because it was only one spot. Somebody else probably was like on the phone because yeah. the Falcons took a player that they could have gotten at 28 potentially maybe cuz I, I maybe cuz I thought the Eagles were a threat to get Bijan at one point I don't like his fade I mean like I'm sorry I just oh, can't geez. see it. fashion and hair ladies and gentlemen next thing you know he going to be talking about eyebrow threading that shit look painful yeah all I'm saying is like I don't I don't understand the pick. I don't understand it at eight. <laughs> you could have gone to fourteen. Like it's like this. I think our I think the GM in Atlanta went to Harvard or went to one of these top business schools, and he made a couple of good moves in free agency. This is a bad pick. <laughs> every every pundit will say it's a bad pick, and not just because it's a running back. It's because it's like you didn't need him at eight. Hey, they traded a fourth round pick to move up one spot. <laughs> Come on, how are teams making these kind of deals? I'm getting nervous now. I don't even know what the hell Washington gonna do. I'm getting so nervous right now. I'm so like, unless Atlanta, like you, you don't have any draft capital to trade back into the into the first round. Oh, and the pick is in. I got the pick. All right, you got the pick. All right, I got uh, I got the camera panning from right to left. Yeah, I got the, the pick whole on. stage is lit green. Oh, I'm yeah. so disappointed in my. Yeah, I got team. the pick on my phone. I'm not willing to boot a pick. I just don't think. I don't think it made sense. I think because somebody asked me what did I what I felt about the Atlanta moves. I felt like 
we'll just bolster one side of the ball to where it's a top 10, top 12, top 10, top eight, that side of the ball. So let's get a top 10 defense. You could be a 21 ranked offense. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I already knew it. it. Jalen Carter, how do I know this? How do I sit here in my house in New Jersey and I knew what was going to happen next? I knew why Philly Philly jumped on the phone because it was like, Atlanta, you did the same thing we did with Jalen Rager a few years back where you just grabbed the player for no good reason and then let a better player slip right past you when you had no interference, no one. And of course, they bring up they bring up his you know his criminal history, and I get it. Like I said, I just talked about the whole you get a guy and he's too close to home. But if that was the case, you should have gone with another defensive player at least, because that's the side of the ball you need the most help. Right. So now we go and see what the Bears gonna do. And Raph, you know who's right after the Bears? My pick for the first quarterback to come off the board. I got a quarterback <laughs> coming off at 11. Yeah, that'd be Tennessee. Look, this man crying. He'll be right next to his, his former teammate. Look at Drew Rosenhouse just exploiting all the young talent out of college football. So now I'm really confused. What does Chicago do? Do they pick Peter Skaronsky like we talked about, the offensive lineman from Northwestern? You know, do they grab Christian Gonzalez, who's still sitting there? Do they grab Nolan Smith from Georgia? Like, what does the what do the Bears do in this spot? I think the I think you you take at this point you go best player available, which is what Atlanta should have done every year. Because I didn't like the Drake London pick either. I still don't. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I knew this was gonna hurt me. I knew my team was gonna about to throw my hat on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, so the Bears at 10. Him and Roger Goodell, we got a handshake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait till you see it. So Jalen Carter, Eagles. I'm about I'm gonna go check out some Philly games. I want to see what him and Jordan Davis do. Like, I want to see if anybody can run up the middle. Yeah. They still got Fletcher Cox. Yep. They sound like he signed signed a one-year deal, yep. They still got Brandon Graham. He signed a one-year deal. No, they right? no, they left. I thought Graham went to was it San Francisco? I don't recall reading that, but you might be right. I know That's somebody right. somebody left Philly and went to San Francisco. No, no, no. Graham is still there. So you got Graham, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, and now Jalen Carter. Yeah. Good luck on third and one. Or thir- good luck on third and eight. They're yeah. an eight. It's a wrap. You better throw a screen pass. Saquon. No draw plays. See, and like uh B. John Robinson has Saquon potential. Yeah, it's cool. I don't need Saquon potential. I okay. need turnovers okay. and sacks. So so Hargrave was who I was thinking about that went to San Francisco. Well, it looks like they got a replacement. <laughs> as smart team I'm, as smart teams I do. I'm so upset. I'm so upset with my team. 
all these other teams, I think everybody else made a great move. I think Indy, I think Indy might have reached with Richardson, but they didn't give up any capital. Right. To reach. Right. And if he doesn't do well, then you're in the same position next year that you are now. But you didn't reach, you didn't give up capital to get to four. He fell to your lap. Oh my goodness. Six right. three three fourteen. We're gonna go with the running back five eleven, a hundred pounds less. All right, I gotta sorry, I had to get on my tablet and put my codes in to get more time. You know <laughs> we had the we had the kid thing on. Oh, the blocking the Yeah. So I had to figure out the passcode. So you know, we got sixty-six to sixty-two, Boston up on Atlanta with about fifty-eight seconds left in the second quarter, sixty-six to sixty-four now. Jason Tatum. I'm looking at these highlights, man, and I'm so upset. <laughs> Jason Tatum with 14 points, Jalen Brown with 18. <laughs> Trey Young like with 23. Every, I know I don't want to turn this into an Atlanta, you know, great fest, but every year I watch Georgia SEC talent go to other teams, and I'm like, yo, y'all on the same block. Go to practice and holler at Kirby. Like, yeah, what's good? What's good with this guy? Bill Belichick is in Tuscaloosa more than people who are from the city of Tuscaloosa from the months of February to through April. He's down there all the time. Yeah, it's football season, the only time worth being down there. And it's like he gets the skinny on Alabama players, and he gets a couple every year. He grabs a couple. Atlanta never drafts a player from Georgia. Georgia competes for national championships. They play in the Falcons stadium. Hey, I saw I saw what happened when the Falcons drafted DJ Shockley. He was a backup. I'm talking <laughs> about getting me. I want one of the guys that was up for the. All right. Is that Travis Kelsey? Oh, that's Jason Kelsey. The Bears the pick is in. I'm not shocked by the pick. You know, um, you know, right position, wrong player. But, you know, they did get a four-year starter, you know, um, played against Alabama this year, against Will Anderson, only allowed one pressure in that game. I said, yeah, they need that. You got to protect Justin Fields and keep him upright. Why does everyone have that same face when they get drafted by the Bears? What, what's the face? The I don't know if I want to go there face. <laughs> All right. So the Tennessee Titans are on the clock. Will Levis. You know, so we'll see what happens here. All right. Let's see. Yeah, he Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job. I think hitting that hooker might have helped him out. Here's Brian Breesy. Is blocking against him. That's a hole. We'll let it slide, though. <laughs> yeah. So, Baller. Yeah. Is that so, Jalen Carter? No. So, so Titans are on the clock, and their pick is in. That's a hole. Still got the sack. Recovery. Darnell Wright. Oh, look at that. All yeah, right, so, so the pick is in for Tennessee? Yeah, the pick is in. All right, come on. I need to get paid out. 
And then we got 68 to 67 at the half. The Boston Celtics up on the Atlanta Hawks in game six. Donna Wright ran a five flat in the 40 at 333 pounds. That's ridiculous. He, he has typewriter feet. <laughs> All right, let's see. I like the pick. I think, honestly, when, when it comes to these offensive tackles, I don't know if the talent gap is – if you got an offensive tackle that's rated, you know, 10th versus one that's rated 17th, I don't think the gap is that big mm-hmm. as far as, like, what you need. Like, I don't need an offensive tackle that runs a 4-7. Well, you He's know. stand here and block. Well, Can you well, block? Are you smart? Are you flexible? Well, yeah, I was going to say, right are is you flexible. Cool with your hips. Right, right is flexible and very athletic, so that'll definitely help out. Justin Fields, in some respects, maybe screen plays, you know, get a little better Justin as well. Justin got to throw the ball now. Justin, let it go. DJ Moore's open. He's open. He's not Ohio State where he's going to have three yards of separation. He's open. Let it go. I'm so sick of seeing Pete Davidson on TV all the time. <laughs> Kanye is too. You know what he's doing to my wife? <laughs> You know, but yeah, um, so we'll have to see what's going on here. The pick is in. I still haven't seen a pick yet. But. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I got the Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg wearing Skechers. So so outside of B. John Robinson, is there anything that's happened so far that you see as a surprise? I think the only like, I will start with the Houston Texans being aggressive. I, I didn't – I. I through all the mock drafts that we read and just the scenarios, I didn't think a team would be able to get from, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that range up to two without giving up a crazy amount of assets, draft right. capital. Right. So for them to take their quarterback to, and then have the wherewithal and the, the the aggressiveness to go from 12 back to three. New coach. I think that was a shock. You know, you know, we all had it to where we thought they were going to pair C.J. Stroud with his college wide receiver. Maybe they have another plan. Maybe want to move a couple more picks. I don't know how many they have. I like Arizona accepting that, knowing that they were going to use one of those picks to move right back up to six. They took a tackle that they probably could have probably still gotten around 12. Right. Um, But you don't want to risk it because you have no idea who really has their eye on that person. And, you know, the rumor mill is one thing and the truth mill is another one. I think the Atlanta B. John Robinson pick is, I'm not a fan of it. I just don't think it, I don't think it makes sense considering I don't know how many other, teams were looking for running back in the first round especially this high this high yeah with all of the talent like chris gonzalez still on the board the corner's still on the board jalen carter's still on the board if you were going to take a run if you're going to sit still and take a running back at eight i'd rather you trade up to six and get one of the edge rushers like make the splash on an impact player he 
unfortunately, because of the way the offense is set up, and we've seen Arthur Smith for two years, and now we're rolling into his third season, and essentially Ritter only played a quarter of last season, so it's essentially his rookie coming out season. There's nothing in Arthur Smith's offense that says, oh, a, a running back is going to be the asset that pushes it over the top. Right. So next year when we're doing this from a different studio, we got more sponsors. We'll be doing this live draft. Maybe we'll go to wherever the city is, probably Vegas again next year. And uh, I'll be saying the same thing when we're drafting six overall next year. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Are we going to get what Tennessee did anytime soon? You know, this is so frustrating, too, you know, knowing that the pick is in and then, like, a whole another 10 minutes goes by. <laughs> it's – I think it's – uh, I think if the guy's there, they have to get the jersey made on the spot. So the pick is in yeah. at – We'll call it. What time is it right now? I got eight thirty-four, so nine thirty-four for you. I've had the pick was in for like the last twelve minutes. It has been in for a minute, for yeah. a good minute. So you get the you get the you get the jersey, you get the color pattern because I think all the first round picks have like it's like that that fabric is already built. So I think they have what is it? That math works out like 900 pieces of this fabric, depends on who's going to be the first round pick. And then they have to get it to the, them. They sew it. They get it back. They get it all approved, make sure the name is spelled right, and then get them to the stage. So this is probably a name that uh, either is difficult to spell. And there all it right, is. All right, got the pick. And all I will tell you I is, got that it. It, is that it's not Will Levis. It's not Will Levis, so that, yep. that 10 bucks I won't see it's again. It's my guy, Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. They probably was trying to figure out how to spell his name before they made the jersey. Yeah, see, that was perfect for what everything that you were saying right there. Five NFL champions with two Super Bowls with Green Bay. Look at that. Bob Skaronsky. You know, so three seasons as a starter. Um... Uh, 474 pass blocking snaps. Only six pressures. Which might be kind of impressive. That was the Big Ten. The Big Ten are really known for like athletic pass rushers, though. They are known for mauler offensive linemen. Yeah. They're not even really known for like defensive linemen. They're known mainly for these maulers on the offensive side of the ball. Like I tell people all the time, if you if you want to get me a player, give me an offensive lineman out of Big Ten. I'll take one from Northwestern. Iowa. I'll take one from Iowa. Give me a, a Michigan. Wisconsin. Give me a give me a Wisconsin guard and a heartbeat. Or Central Michigan. That's not a Big Ten, but like Central Michigan, Wisconsin, Northwestern. Give me somebody that has a, a grandfather on a farm and they should throw hay in the summertime. Like, give me one of those players. Give right. me a Wisconsin J.J. Watt kind of just muscle brawler offensive lineman. Yeah. And, you know, from uh, different draft read-ups that I've read, you know, I've seen that Skaronsky could play any position on the line. 
So, you know, he'll be able to move around. That'll help, you know, with attrition and injuries. That'll help with Tannehill. Yeah, so now the Lions are on the clock. You know, Vrabel looks happy. Like, he didn't look like that when they drafted Malik Willis. Man, he didn't look like that the entire season with Malik Willis. You can't bench a rookie in a preseason game because he won't throw the ball. (laughs) I want him to throw the ball and not run it. Like, well, the dude knows nothing about football. He just started this job a week ago. So so how about that stat on the screen? The Detroit Lions has five of the next 43 picks in the draft. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to probably see some more pick movement for Detroit, possibly. But that's because at a certain point in – their rebuild, they recognize, yeah, we're not that good. Right. Oh, we got two running backs going in the first round. My bad. Oh, okay. Yep, I got it. I got it. So, Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. I love this pick. I don't know if I like it this early just because of the whole running back thing, but, you know, I think this is a good pick for the Lions. Just to go out there with his old buddy, uh, Jamison Williams. Well, I like Jameson. Once Jameson Williams is out the bang, I guess you know, and back from suspension. Oh, he was at Georgia Tech and transferred to Alabama. Yeah, he went to Alabama. Yeah, I wonder how Nick Saban feels about the transfer portal. <laughs> I bet he doesn't mind it. I see what you did there, because he because he just got a quarterback from Notre Dame today. Yeah, yeah, they got Notre Dame's offensive coordinator Tommy Reese as well. So yeah, that's not that out. surprising. So this so dude, the, I think the bet was over under one and a half running backs drafting in the first round. I took the under, but my my uh, my bookie, my son was holding my phone. He didn't make the bet. <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad he didn't. Yeah, you know. So throughout his college career, eleven point eight yards a catch. You know, five point six yards a carry. You know, ran for 926 yards on 151 carries at Bama this year. Did he do that because he's at Bama in the holes or why did he do that because he's a dynamic running back? Well, I mean, he averaged 6.1 per carry at Alabama this year. In both his first two years at Georgia Tech, he averaged 5.2. So if we want to say 0.9 is that much due to Alabama's offensive line, I could buy that. Why are they celebrating as if anybody else wanted to get another running back in the top 15? I don't know. That's so fraudulent. <laughs> like every like for years, the bet was literally one and a half over under. So for you to be jumping out the window because you got the second running back at twelve, yeah, it's just it's just like stop, like turn the cameras off. That's, I had a friend of mine when you would say something fraudulent, he's like, "Listen, man, turn the cameras off. It's just us talking. Like y'all doing all that high five <laughs> what?" Yeah. Hey, he did run a four three six forty. That's dope. Still, no one, no one trapped. Like I think, after a running back has proven himself on your team, then for you to act like as as if, oh, the running back is devalued, that's different. Imagine Adrian Peterson's first few years in the league, and they were like, <laughs> we don't know what this is gonna, you know, translate. Are you serious? <laughs> But yeah. I can see that coming out of college, but I, I feel that same way. This, that was the same conversation that we have about a like spread quarterbacks. 
spread out from quarterback. Just to make Graham you just Harrell to make you and all those other guys back in the, the Texas Tech's running gun offense. They're like, we don't know if it's gonna translate. I can respect that. But if he goes in the NFL and in three seasons in, he's throwing 33, 34 touchdowns, you're not gonna be like, Well, let's franchise you and see so, for ten million dollars. So according to the uh big board on pro football focus, you know, you'll love this. You know, on the big board at pro F- football po- focus. Gibbs was ranked number 34. Hence, why why are you high-fiving? Well, hey, to be fair, to be fair, you know I didn't say that because I didn't have a re- – you know, you knew I was setting you it up. You got a resort, yeah. You setting it up. Yeah. So, guess where B. John Robinson was on the Pro Football Focus Big Board? 27. He was number eight. So, so according to Pro Football let's Focus, about the, Falcons, the Falcons got him at the let's right think pick. About the, let's think about the last football season <laughs> we just watched from college football. At what point did you and I or anyone have a discussion about B. John Robinson? Never. Never. Like, every now and again, you know, we might be like, yo, B. John Robinson's a beast. And then that's like the extent of the conversation. I thought he was already gone from Texas. <laughs> I mean, call me. Like I said, it's maybe it's too well, personal. Well, Green Bay's pick is in, by the way. They got to go. Jackson Smith and Jigba, you think? Nah, I think they're going to go corner because Gonzalez is still on the board. Yeah, he is. You know, Who's gonna slip out? so hey, you know, we it was so funny because, you know, we started this whole conversation with you talking about like, what if CJ Stroud falls to 12 and we still got Levis out there? Well, I knew he was I, – I had him at 11 simply because I thought that he was very similar to Tannehill as far as, like, the size. I felt like he would be a candidate to sit behind someone. Right. And I felt the top 15 teams, Tennessee was the – I won't say only, but probably one of the top teams – in the 15 and 16, you know, from 10 to 16 that could draft a quarterback to sit behind their guy. Kirk Cousins is another guy. I think Minnesota at 24. I think he's a, that's another spot for a quarterback that they draft now. And then they move off of the starter. So you get the starter in, he plays his, his, he has this audition year for a team who needs a veteran quarterback next year. Right, and then you move the rookie, now a second year player in, a la Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. Right, that's why I had Levis at eleven to Tennessee. All right, I got the pick. So I like where we are in this draft, you know, because you got Green Bay on the clock right now. Pick is in. You got New England next. Is New the- England going to take Levis? Because I I heard he took a we'll visit, see. but what do you do with Mac Jones? We'll see. Because if you it draft is- Levis, everyone knows you have no leverage to trade Mac Jones. Right. So, so you got taking them for a six round pick. So, so you got Green Bay, New England, the Jets, Washington, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Tampa Bay. So, I'm very interested in this area of the draft to see what happens, to see if we see any other trades or to see what happens next. So, you know, you got Green Bay's pick yet? Yeah, I got Green Bay's pick. Is he wearing a Dior shirt? Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. His his draft party looked like an Iowa draft party so, too. 
So so to correct myself for what I was trying to tell y'all the other day, Six, Green five, Bay six, hasn't seven, drafted two. a wide receiver in the first round since 2002. And here we are again. You know, you got Jordan Love taking over. Now, granted, they got Christian Watson. They got Romeo Dubes, you know, last year. So maybe they don't need a receiver. But I just thought it was nice to point that out. He looks he looks stout. Oh, that's a that's a mean bull rush. Pass yeah. is still complete though. That's a bad highlight. The bull rush looked legit. Handwork. Uh, I think that guy is so he was playing as a bad guard. You, you got know. any video of him playing against another guard that got drafted? Oh, there's your guy. Will what? What? Well, they played against Northwestern, you know. So you know, there's some. There's got to be some Skaronski highlights. Nah, they skipped over that because Skaronski probably shut him down. You know, and then uh, you know, Gonzalez, like he was pretty big. He he did he did give up a lot when I saw him play though. You know, for him to have all the hype in the draft as like being the first corner taken and all that stuff like that, I do feel like he gave up a lot of big plays last year. So, you know, uh, so I guess looking at it from that standpoint of just me watching college football, I'm not shocked that he hasn't been selected so yet. But just with the hype that he had, because I think people were in, in love with his measure. Everyone was enamored with his, with, his, with his body. They were like, yeah. he yeah. looked, they said he just looks so filled out. And I, like I said, when he, when, he, when he shook the other guy's hand, it was a substantial size difference. Right. Like, whoa, like this is a, because when you have a corner that big, you could just move him to safety. Right. Move him to safety, put eight, 10 more pounds on him and make him a thumper. And that's the thing is like, sometimes you just got to think. Ooh, outside Raph, the we got to trade. Oh, Steelers went the 14. What with the Steelers? Steelers a trench team. I'm a, all right, I got three minutes and 42 seconds left for the pick. Oh, I'm still at like 414, but, you know. Okay, but you but got at this, to trade. But at this point, I, yeah, I got to trade on the screen, but at this point, I'm just refreshing on my tablet. <laughs> All right, best, best available players, who we got? Can, we get, can you refresh that? You got that at all? All right, let me see. Yeah, let's see. So best available... Let me see. I thought I had that, but apparently I don't. Let me see if I get a ticker. But yeah, so we'll, you know, this is like I said, this is this is I think where the draft gets interesting right in this middle pick. And like I mentioned, trades, and here we go. As soon as I said that, we got a trade in motion. So it looks like we're gonna get Chris Gonzalez. Once again, why is everybody clapping? No, what we got? Who is this? Roger Jones, offensive tackle. Uh, they're reaching for hats. Looks like. Uh, then so the pick is in, and then the we got the in. Jets on the clock. All right, so you got it on your phone yet? No, I don't. I don't got it on my phone yet. We're still waiting. All right, you know, I'm interested to see where they go with this though. Well, I just saw they had a video. They had an in-house video of an offensive tackle. And it would look like it was a family member or somebody behind him reaching into the stack of hats. Uh, Broderick Jones. Yeah. So you just saw it on TV? Yeah. Why are they clapping? I don't understand why people are clapping. <laughs> you were already at 17. 
You could have got him at 17. Maybe. You know, maybe maybe there was some fear that Washington was going to get him. Maybe. I mean, but it's like if he was if he was coming down, if you thought he was going to be between 14 and 17 and you trade up to 14 to get him. It's one thing if you thought he was going to be four. Right. And you traded from 17 to 14 to get him. That's an applause moment. But if it was like, yo, this dude was going to be at 16 or 17 anyway, and we jumped to 14 to get him, it's like, why are you clapping about that? You see, and they, all they gave up was a fourth-round pick. That seems to be the going rate to move. Yeah, just like, you know, these dumbass NBA teams with the five second-rounders at the trade deadline for people like Jay, Jay Crowder. Play 40 minutes. Yeah, and while we got a quick second, you know, the Hawks are up 77 to 76 on Boston with 758 left in the third quarter. Is Boston going to blow this lead? No. I think they still win tonight. And if they don't, they're going to win game seven. I'm not nervous but at all. That's the thing. But if you if you put people in position to where they think they could beat you out, like I think the Lakers are in position to – if LeBron doesn't just sleep in a hyper – like a bare chamber, yeah, it looks like – uh, the pick is in as Roger yep. Jones. We saw yep, it Roger Jones. Yep, yep. Jets are on the clock. So, you know, I haven't seen that they're drafted in yet. Braces. So I'm looking for Broderick Jones <laughs> on my pro football focus. Uh, now what you do with all those other hats? Board. Now let's see where he is on here. Nah, he looks, he looks good. He's looking good. 6'5", 311. 6'5", 311, Georgia. Georgia, inside or outside? Hey, I must can't read or something because I don't see his name yet. Let's see. Mm. Wow. All right, left tackle. Oh, there he is. So he was number 20 on the big board at Pro Football Yo. Focus. He is a he is a ten, he is a Pittsburgh Steeler football player. He is. You can just see it. Yep. Yeah. So so now I want to see what the Jets are going to do. I see the Jets. They have a stacked wide receiver room. They do. do. Add to that and just put another guy on the practice squad that probably should be there. Yeah. So so they so they traded um, Elijah Moore to the Browns. You know, uh, Braxton Berrios went to Miami. So you know uh, they still have Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. So you know you could. You know, or you could go add on to your defense. Maybe you get an offensive lineman to protect old man Rodgers. But I don't know if there's any offensive lineman at this point because we've already had four go off the board. Yo, am I tripping or are people behind him taking hats? (laughs) 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 They got a Ukraine flag. I see that represent. All right, they look bored in the jet. Uh, yeah, I still don't got the pick in yet. Yeah, they don't have any yet. You know, but th- that's the that's the interesting thing. The Jets can go a lot of different ways here. I mean, they're about to be real creative to go eight and nine. <laughs> uh, oh, like Aaron Rodgers' stats are still Aaron Rodgers' stats. Something like 0-42 – and 
if he's down to a team with the record above 500 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, oh, and one against Daniel Jones in foreign, in foreign countries. Oh, yeah. Now they're sharing the stadium. He's mm-hmm. about to be the little brother. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, this is interesting, though. You know, like I said, I don't know if there's another lineman that you go right here. I haven't seen a linebacker come up the board or a wide receiver yet. Yeah, so, you know, um, you know, they just got Sauce Gardner last year in the draft. Garrett Wilson on the other side. Offensively, other side. Unless they grab a tight, unless they grab a tight end, they could grab Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Maybe Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to make an average mid-round tight end look just as good as old boy you had. In, uh, but then you're just doing you're just doing the same thing that the Packers did. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think you have. You got Jackson, Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. Yeah. You still got uh Quentin Johnson, Quentin out, Johnson of out of TCU. Yep, yep. You still got Jordan Addison from USC. Jordan Addison of USC. You know, Zay you still, Flowers. You still got another corner. So you put Sauce Gardner. I think the other corner had a pretty solid year too in in New York. Uh I think they're waiting on a trade phone call. The Jets. Yeah, because there's there's a guy on the phone. No one's really talking to each other. Everyone's kind of sitting back. Literally, everybody has a computer, which seems a little excessive. I think sometimes they just be dressing these rooms up. Like, you don't need that many people there to make one pick. Yeah. Oh, no, I just got an F word. I just got an F word text message from a Commanders fan, so I don't know who did. Did they take? They probably took somebody that they thought they should get. Well, there's your best available. So Will Levis, Christian Gonzalez, Nolan Smith, Zay Flowers, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. So that that best available starts at two. Because <laughs> no, they're not going to take. Well, now I'm confused uh, because I came into the draft wanting Joey Porter Jr. You know, and now uh, you got Christian Gonzalez is going to fall right. Yeah, into now we got Christian Gonzalez up there. Unless the Jets got to be working a trade because at two twenty, I got two twenty seven left in the clock, and they don't have a pick yet. Yep. Yeah, I'm at. But they got to be on the phone yeah, working yeah. a trade. Yep. Once again, I got Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay just bloviating some random nonsense. I got it on mute, but I'm pretty sure whatever they're saying will not come to fruition. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're talking about somebody's childhood and how they like stole something from a 7-Eleven or something. Or how somebody's mom used to work for their uncle who went to jail for tax evasion. And they're like, so was she helping them funnel money? Like, no, that's not what <laughs> you own the grocery store. You know, saying, of course, the Jets going to take all day since Washington is next. Who we got? Who is this dude? With the are they playing Tonk? Oh man, I ain't played Tonk in years. Nolan Smith, Georgia quarterback, a linebacker. You know, I was I was sitting here, you know, and you know the Jets. They're about, I'm sure on your screen, they're about at a minute and a half. I got a minute, 18 seconds, 
Jet fans screaming. They got helmets on. They all sound like they're from Long Island. The Jetropolitans. Um, now they're all... They, once again, nothing was happening in the room the entire time they were on the clock. No excitement whatsoever. Now that they made the pick, they're all high-fiving and fist-bumping as if there was some adversity. Dog, you had the whole opportunity. Yeah. It's like being in the front of the line of the restaurant. We used the whole 10 minutes. The, the, the cashier's in front of you, and then you pick your meal and celebrate as if somebody was going to cut you off and take your meal from you. Like, it's, it's just so fraudulent. Right. What's the person going to say you call? No, I don't want to come play for you? Like, that what you worried about? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know why. Like They literally ate up all the clock. All the clock. And they all were sitting around. One dude was on the phone. They got up and, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just. Well, they must have got somebody play. that they really wanted then. But if that was the case, it would already happen five minutes ago. Yeah. And like I said, once again, it wasn't as if they were going to be in a position where somebody could snipe them for the spot because they they were in it. Like, no one could just jump them unless they ran out of time, which Minnesota did twice in the same draft. Yep. I still ain't got the pick yet, so. I still don't have it either. Just caught me Shea and Mel Kuyper. You know, so. You know, now that we got this trade, you know, off now, you know, so you so you said the Jets are going to finish eight and nine, or you were just being facetious. I just, I think, I'm not sure if they are offensively designed to be a front running team, and history shows that Aaron Rodgers isn't a come from behind guy. Right. He's played in cold weather. I'm pretty sure with the lakes and everything in Wisconsin, he could deal with the same cold weather that you're going to get off the Hudson out here in Jersey. So I don't think it's going to be a matter of like, it's a different kind of cold. Yeah, it's a little bit more humid, but it's still cold when it's cold. and it's, but the, AFC, it's but the AFC got quarterback mania over there. AFC has quarterback mania, true. But they're also about to start paying a lot of these quarterbacks too. I'm not sure if the deals are done. I'm not sure if Joe Burrow's deal and the Chargers making a deal with Herbert. I'm not sure if these deals are done. I'm not like I think the Josh Allen deal is kicking in. So it could be a situation where some of these teams might not be as strong as you know a previous year. Right. I just as far as Aaron Rodgers, I just don't know if he has a long enough track record of just basically being the catalyst to you know. I think I'm looking forward to him. Abnormal amount of success. I'm looking forward to him in the New York media. Most of the time, yeah, that New York media is hype. Look <laughs> how bad the Knicks been. The Knicks have been bad for years. You think anybody came here was crippled by the media? Congrats it's to the, the whole, Knicks. It's, it's just a whole East Coast bias. I love New York City. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. I think it's one of the greatest cities in the world. But in the same sense, I think it's overstated how impactful the media is because it's like, you mean to tell me the dude in Kansas city can't be critical of Chris Jones or he's less critical of Chris Jones. It just doesn't get the same type of national attention because they can go right across the studio to ESPN and get on TV, mad dog and do first take and all this other stuff. But 
they, you know, like we saw Giannis in his interaction with the reporter. He's like, you asked me the same thing last year. You know, well, maybe Giannis should stop failing if he don't want these questions. Listen, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I mean, granted, you know, he was pretty injured, you know. (laughs) He missed two and a half games out of a five-game series. Yeah. But they still should be up 3-2 because they had double-digit leads in the fourth quarter in games. No, I still ain't got the pick yet. Like, like on my Jets, Jets. All right, he's making the selection now on this little kid. all the Jet chants. You know, but like my my tablet Will ain't McDonald. even taken the pick yet. No, I'm McDonald. not even gonna let you wait. Will McDonald, linebacker, Iowa State. Why are they fist bumping for that? You know what I'm saying? They fist bumping because they getting my commanders on the clock. That's why they fist bumping. It's like no one we didn't even mention his name in our little pre-draft thing we did last week. This hey. kid is living up his moment though. I give him that. Yeah, you got to give him some credit for that. You know, a lot Listen, of people. I did the a lot same people... thing when Beyonce's little sister called me on stage back in 2003. <laughs> I had my moment, so I, I feel him on that. So 6'3, 250. Yeah, a lot of people like him, though, you know. Um, so we'll see. I just don't understand the. F- I don't understand the, the fist pump part of it. Right. You know, it just it just seems like why you, I mean, maybe you're just doing it for the cameras. Uh, what what happened with Chris Gonzalez? I don't know. I told you they must have watched that film I was telling you about. Something something's up because like the whole C.J. Stroud can't take tests well. This guy Will McDonald was he even? What radar was he on? Because I don't remember hearing his name at all. Well, I, I've read about him a little bit, like in like a lot of mock draft stuff that I was reading. You know, they definitely didn't have him going this high. And, you know, um, my power, my pro football focus uh, big board here. Let's see where he was on there. He was number 29. Yeah, that seems like a stretch. Yeah, so, you know, we'll have to see, you know. Um, you know, apparently he has a lot of length, but not necessarily – he's not necessarily super athletic. He just – he's a high-motor individual. Smart guy. Yeah, a little small, you know, to be an edge rusher, so, you know. Well, it said linebacker. Maybe they stand him up because I think they run a 3-4 in – with the Jets, with Salah. Salah's – Salah's defensive coach. But I've seen him projected in the second round. I've seen him projected in the third round. So, you know, the Jets obviously see something that a lot of other people don't see. You know, we got 90 to 90 with 401 left in the third quarter, Boston and Atlanta. You know, the commander's pick is in. So we're going to see how elated or how upset I'm going to be. Oh, yeah, this is your moment. I had mine. Yeah. I had my moment. I, you know, I wanted Joey Porter Jr. Hope it be John. Hope he picks a good number that looks good on his jersey. Uh, I just don't know what Atlanta's planning on doing with you with that pedestrian like offense that Arthur Smith runs. Yeah, I wanted I wanted Joey Porter Jr. You and know, you're about to get Christian Gonzalez. You know, maybe I'll get Hendon. That's Hooker. my guess. Maybe I'll get Hendon Hooker since they're showing him. You know, 
How did but, Nolan Smith not go? But, but that's what I was just about to say. Maybe we get Nolan Smith because, you know, there's been rumors about Chase Young or Montez Sweat getting traded. So what's up with Chase Young? Is it just they just feel like he's underperformed or what? Well, well, you know, of course, you know, he com- he's coming off the injury last season. You know, he had and he, ACL, yeah, and, and, and he, came in late last year. Yeah, right? he didn't come in until you know <sighs> around game thirteen or fourteen. You know, and I mean, he was shaking off rust, so I don't know what they were expecting anyway. But you know, I think that you keep him, and maybe you trade somebody else. But that's just me. I think you keep your players. Like I don't. Yeah, my thing is, is if you have, like, if I have a uh, a player in the system. That already works, and maybe, maybe we, he doesn't get you twelve sacks a year. You yeah. think I'm going to be able to trade that guy for a guy that's going to get you advanced levels of production? That the guy like people going to trade you value for value, right? I'm not going to be able to trade Chase Young for 2019 Aaron Donald, right? Just because I want to get rid of Chase Young and he's a good young talent, and I'm gonna get a guy that's going to get me 2019 Aaron Donald numbers, or 2020 Aaron Donald numbers. It's like, like your expectations are a little bit. And I'm convoluted, so I would right. imagine that you just you keep your players, keep your players, and then and make it work. You have, you don't get those talents all the time. You don't get six five, six six guys, six six two sixty, two seventy five, that come off the edge. Just make it work, right? With the guys you have, because I'm gonna yeah. trade you a fourth or fifth round pick, and you can just hope that you get a six six two hundred fifty five, two hundred seventy pound guy. No, while meanwhile, I have Chase Young. No, in my luck, they're going to take Anton Harrison out of Alabama, you know, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to be hopeful. You know, I'm, you know, what is it? Uh, it, it prepare, it's prepare for the best, expect the worst or whatever it is. It's, uh, it's or, plan for the, what is it? Expect, expect the best, plan for the worst. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm doing right now. You know, that's why I'm kind of subdued right now because – I don't want to get my emotions involved. I'm going to say the new ownership group is going to keep it simple. They haven't they haven't they haven't had enough time to pick overthink it, rethink it based off of his good or bad historical picks. They haven't evaluated anybody. They just figured like what? Let's get the best player available. Will Levis 16th overall. Stop it. All right, the pick Stop is in. it. The yeah, the pick's been in for the, the pick's been in for about four minutes now. Yeah, yeah, it takes a while. Like I said, they got to get the jersey. Yeah, you got New England next with Detroit after them, and I got the pick. I got the position. I got the pick. Hold on, I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna tell you. I got it. I got, I got it. it. Okay, so Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. So I got the position I wanted, not the player I wanted. The five foot 11, 166 pound. Yes, guy. this is your guy that you said was a dog because of his weight. Yeah, that's crazy, right? You want to hear something funny? So, my son went to the doctor the other day. He's 14 and measured him at 5'10, 166. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm pretty sure this dude's probably a lot stronger than my 14 year old son. Yeah. He's a thumper. He's got to put a little weight on now. Yeah. 14 Eight. picks. 14 picks and 17 breakups in his career. You know, he started in 2020. So 
So I don't mind it. Like I said, I wanted a corner. I just wanted Joey Porter Jr. But, you know, I'm not going to go on a rant like you did. Well, because you you see what this guy's doing? These are game-changing highlights from someone who was undersized for the position. Right. So I think he is he his 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 play uh-huh. was bigger than what you expect out of him. Yeah, four three John five Robinson, forty. I like if you if you're telling me you're taking a running back eighth overall, then he should have been in the Heisman race. He should have been. And like one of these races for like the the biggest one of the best players. So like that's the thing that that I get. You ready for the part that's gonna piss me off? Oh, hold on, I gotta take a break. Give me one second. So you know, people, Emmanuel Forbes. You know, he's a good player. He fights for the ball, all that good stuff. You know, but according to NFL.com, his his player comparison is Cam. Dantzler. So, you know, that's good stuff, I guess. You know, that's worth, you know, the number 16 pick in the draft. <laughs> so, you know, we'll just have to see, you know. I'll have to see, like, you know, hopefully he doesn't get beat up over the top with the double moves and all that kind of stuff because, you know, that seems to be one of his things. I think he has a little slow foot speed, you know, for an SEC player, but we'll see. <clears throat> it looks like the Patriots go Christian Gonzalez. Raph wasn't here for that one, so we'll talk about that one when he gets back. But, you know, we got Christian Gonzalez. So, like I said, I felt that he got beat a lot for the hype that he was getting in the in the early rounds of the mock drafts and everything. I saw some people having him going number six to Detroit, for example, you know, five to Seattle. But, you know, I think this is good value for where New England is picking him up at. So, you know, so now we got the Lions on the clock. You know, we'll see. All right, so we're watching some Christian Gonzalez highlights now. So, you know, we're just going to have to see how this plays out, you know. Um, So the last couple of picks in the draft, you know, at number 12, you know, Jameer Gibbs of Alabama to Detroit. Lucas Van Ness at number 13 to Green Bay, edge rusher from Iowa. So, you know, they didn't get anything to help out Jordan Love in the first round, but, you know, we'll see what they do later. Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We like that pick. He looks like a Steeler. You know, Will McDonald, edge rusher from Iowa State, a little on the small side. I'm surprised he went as high as he did. I think he's a good football player. I just don't know if that was the right value pick for him. You know, Washington came through and got Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. You know, like we said, 166 pounds. So, you know, obviously he's got to eat a little bit and get something on that frame. You know, I think he's going to be susceptible to over-the-top moves with the double fakes. So, you know, I'm a little nervous about that as a Commander fan. But he is a hitter. He is a gamer. You know, Christian Gonzalez at number 17 to New England. So, you know, I think that's a good pickup for New England. You know, he's going to get some good defensive coaching. So, you know, we'll see if he can fix the problems that I pointed out. 
because especially, you know, Washington picked on him a little bit. Michael Penix Jr., you know, he was just susceptible to give up the big play. I mean, he's a big corner at 6'1". You know, he's not quite Brandon, Brandon Browner size, but, you know, he's a little big for a corner. Now All we're getting to do is show him that Super Bowl highlight. Now we're getting the, like, I need you to do this. Now we're getting the awkward, you know, Will Levis, you know, sitting there with his fam and everything, you know, while the Lions are on the clock. I mean, I just don't know what people thought. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, just stated, he should have been at home. <laughs> like I said, I don't want to hold the past against people. I know people develop at different phases and all that kind of stuff. But you lost out your job to Sean Clifford, so you know, I don't. I don't even know if Sean Clifford's going to get drafted. So you know, I'm not even. It's like if you're a quarterback, and you and I, we had this conversation. We ran down how many teams in the league needed to draft the rookie quarterback. Uh-huh. And we were at six. Maybe. And we were, in, we were including Washington simply because he's unproven. Right. Fifth round draft pick. And then people were trying to say Atlanta. I was like, no, Atlanta just drafted their guy and just gave him a few goes. The Jets were trading for a pick. Carolina moved up to get theirs. Yeah. Houston was the Phillies going to get theirs. Chicago already had theirs. San Francisco had multiple quarterbacks injured or via free agency. Yeah. Seattle Arizona had theirs. Guy. He's just hurt. Arizona had their guys. So, like, I mean, I can go on and on and on. The Raiders so could have been a thing if they didn't go get Garoppolo. And, but I, even with that, getting Garoppolo and having a 26 pick. Maybe your first round Will Levis selection, but not at seven. Like I'm not going to sign a free. I'm not going to cut a quarterback, sign a free agent quarterback, and then draft another one in my first three major moves for my team. Right. It just it just didn't seem like it, it made a lot of sense. So I think Will Levis probably was better off having somebody sponsor his. Uh, his viewing party at home because, like, <laughs> unless you just—I mean, unless you want to come to the draft and you don't mind the awkward sitting. Because if we look at it right now, if we go through the rest of the first round, mm-hmm. Detroit's not taking a quarterback. Tampa Bay, maybe, maybe. But if you don't—if you don't go in Tampa Bay, you got the order up right now. I'm just looking at the TV. Yeah, yeah. So, so Detroit's up right now. The pick is in. We got Tampa next. Seattle at 20. Tampa Bay, Will Levis, maybe. So that's one. We got Seattle at 20. That's a no. Chargers at 21. That's a no. Ravens at 22. That's a no. Vikings at 23. Maybe. Jags at 24. No. Giants at 25. No. Dallas at 26. No. Buffalo at 27. No. Cincinnati. No. Saints. Maybe. And then you got the Wait, Eagles wait, wait. How many years was uh, Derek Carr's? Four years? Four, four years, yep. So that's a no. And then you got the Eagles in Kansas City wrapping up the first round. So you got two. Tampa yeah. Bay, Minnesota with Hooker, Hunter, and Hunter. And then Hooker, yeah. And then Hooker. Keep getting yeah. it all mixed up, all the vowels. 
he is a he I think he's a better pick for Minnesota because what it allows them to do, even I don't think I don't think they should do it. They pick him, he rehabs and learns. Right. No pressure on Kirk. Kirk Cousins right. is a team friendly guy. I'm not going to cause a, a ruckus. I'm just going to sign my contract or negotiate my deal, get the best deal that's available, be a team team guy first. So if he comes into the season and said that, you know what, maybe this is my last year in Minnesota, who's working with an experimental quarterback this year? So right. if Tampa Bay doesn't take Will Levis here, then – Minnesota takes a quarterback and Kirk Cousins like, cool. I'm gonna just go down to Tampa Bay next year because the Baker Mayfield thing's not gonna work out. Yep, and I'm gonna go get Mike Evans. I'm gonna go to LA. And I'm gonna go play with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. Boom. Throw it up. I got my new Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson combination. Or you go to LA because Matthew Stafford elbow needs Tommy John surgery. Because I don't think he had one. No, I don't think think he did either. I think he just stopped. Yeah, and maybe you you think you don't throw a football for seven months, you go out there, OTA start, and you're throwing these deep out routes, and it's like I'm getting that that numbness in my pinky again. Yep, and then we got um, end of the third quarter, Atlanta 100, Boston 98. So we got Trey Young with 28 points and six assists on nine of 21 shooting. Let him shoot. DeJounte Murray with nine points, five boards, and 10 assists on three of nine shooting. For the Celtics, Tatum with 25, 10, and six on nine of 18 shooting. Jalen Brown, 25 and five on 10 of 19 shooting. All right, all these Lions fans fronting. They don't know who Jack Campbell is. Jack Campbell from Iowa. That's my guy. Cool. Yeah, you're not jumping out the window like this, dude. Buckets Award winner. Academic Heisman. I like it. Yes. That's my guy. So the whole Atlanta-Boston theory, let Trey get his, but one of your guys has to get theirs. Tatum has to go off. Yeah. Something about big players. These Lion fans are are going nuts, bro. Yo, ape. Some, it, I like Big Ten football players. There's something about them that just says blue collar, lunch pail, <laughs> lunch pail. Yeah, no divas. Like just something about like. I mean, I'm surprised he has gloves on. They just want to hit people. Yeah, they just want to just fight. Bill Hay, you know, make tackles. It's just like we always say the whole athleticism because the hue of the person's skin. But honestly, man, you can be fast, but if you're running fast to the wrong spot, what good are you to me as right. a coach or a player or a teammate? I need you yeah. to be a mauler. No, I really like this guy a lot, though. All right. Tampa you know, Bay's pick is in. Especially with uh... – Yes, baby. I think, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give some insight to this whole draft fan situation. So me and my son – we went to the draft in Philly. I think it was, I can't remember what year it was, but he was small. He was shorter than me, and that was a long time ago because he's right. a couple inches taller than me now. So one of the, the organizers, someone who worked for NFL, saw us, gave us mm-hmm. tickets. We went in. 
It was probably late fifth round, maybe sixth round. It was late. And the Atlanta pick was in. And it could have been Sugar Boogaloo from Bang 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 University. I have no idea who this player was that they got drafted. <laughs> but the camera's right in your face, and everyone else is like just cheering because they're just like getting around the crowd. So you just do this. I was like, I'm looking at the monitor. I'm like, I have no idea who this player is. I don't know if he was from Kent State or Jack in the Box University. I have no yeah. idea. But the camera's like, the dude just standing there with the camera like this, just like. <laughs> and it just, it's just me and my son, a bunch of Eagles fans, and me and my son, the two Falcons fans. So I'm just like, yeah. But I was yeah. doing it so much, and I was sweating because it was kind of humid. I'm like, all right, take the camera off me. Yeah, bro, doing this, my son standing on the chair, and the dude just standing there, just holding the camera, just like. <laughs> so I could get it with these fans cheering because like they have no idea to do this, but right. they're that close to the stage. You pay for the tickets, you just gonna cheer. Well, you know, I like Jack Campbell. He runs the four point six five. You know, he can get downhill. You know, he's he he looks like a leader. Like when I've seen him play a couple of times, like you know, he just seems to really. Not to sound cliche, but you know the coach on the field, you know. Um, but also very like Erlacher, like his, his, yeah. his, his demeanor, it looked very, very Erlacher, very he his ability off that play action play to diagnose this is a play action. Now let me get depth in my Tampa two, right? And, and I just don't results. know. I just don't know how quick his mind processes that, like outside of a play action, like. The play recognition itself could probably use a little work because I feel like sometimes he might be a step behind, but he's just but good. You know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. He, he's good, so he can make up for it, you know. But yeah. but that was at the but that was at the college level. But that was at the college level. You know what I mean? But I think having Aiden Hutchinson will help too. Yeah, I think uh, something I remember about uh, what was it? Like Florida cornerbacks, Florida. Oh Texas, no, Tampa goes defensive line. Yeah, I saw that. It... Will Levis. Not to Seattle. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, we're oh, gonna yeah, get, get some more camera shots. Oh yeah, he's about they're about to move him to the the uh, uh, back green room here if he doesn't get picked here at 20. They they're probably already moving him so they keep the yeah, camera so, out of his face. So according to um the pro football focus big board that I have here handy. Will Levis is the seventh best player in the draft. You know, in the third. That's because he plays quarterback. He's the third best quarterback with. Uh, so Bryce Young was the overall number one best player in the draft. CJ Stroud was number six. And then Levis at number seven. And then you had Anthony Richardson at 11. Yeah, I'm going to go with. The quarterback, I look at it like this. Those rankings are always a little bit skewed to me. Yep. Hendon Hooker at 47. Uh-huh. It's because the quarterback, the quarterback stats compared against the other quarterbacks in the draft, the gap between Bryce Young and Will Levis is substantial. Uh-huh. It's a substantial talent gap. 
the gap between C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, not that big a gap. I think they're probably closer. But C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, clearly the top two quarterbacks, not necessarily the players. Right, right, right. Richardson and Levis were not that good of a quarterback compared to those two guys. Right. So how do they leapfrog all these defensive tackles, these offensive linemen who were the quintessential creme de la creme of their position, other than the fact that they play quarterback? But if you look at the gap between the second best quarterback and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, it's substantial. Yeah, so like what's the what's the gap between that, that potential gap doesn't fit in any other better players? Yeah, like like what's the gap between Witherspoon, who Seattle took at five, and Forbes, who Washington took at sixteen? Like b- between those two corners, what's the gap there? You know what I mean? What's the gap between Christian Gonzalez, who fell all the way to seventeen? Yeah, it's probably those three guys are probably closer statistically and impact versus the limited impact Richardson and Will Levis had on college football overall. Right. You threw 19 touchdowns and and 12 picks. Yeah. For just for reference, people who are watching the show, Georgia scored 10 touchdowns in the championship game. (laughs) So Georgia as a team scored 10 touchdowns in one game. Will Levis only threw 19 in the whole season. Now, Brandon, passing sport, right? No matter who you playing against, in a passing sport, you only had nineteen touchdowns. You know the turnover, so it just like it's, this. This 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 draft process seems like a, a like we're bagging on them, but like I said, I'm just logical. I want I want to know how a guy who's talent, like you said, if you just use those three cornerbacks that just got drafted, right? Or is the gap that big between? Uh, Witherspoon and Gonzalez, it can't probably be. not, yeah. But we know <laughs> definitively the gap between Bryce Young and Will Levis is substantial, yeah. And, and, so and, how, and does, how does Will Levis get to seven overall? He just is to me, just it doesn't make any sense. See, so like Gonzalez, you know, I just don't know how he fits per se, like you know, having to cover like Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. You know, uh, from that standpoint, like Stefan Diggs isn't necessarily huge, but you know, so you're saying be, with the size, yeah, yeah, just in that division, like with the receivers well, I mean, in that division. He's played at that size for the past few years, so it's only it's safe to assume that he knows how to manage that. And a good def- defensive coordinator, if I have the players, I can make it work. Right, you can make talent work. If he's hardworking and he pays attention, he comes in. Maybe he comes with a chip on his shoulder because there's a third quarterback corner taken. Yeah. And he knows these guys. He's probably, if they're the same age, imagine they've been at some camps together. They've been at some competition. They've shared information. They're, you know, like my son's lacrosse team. They have a look Instagram page where they talk slick to the other teams. And they're all run by the kids. <laughs> Right, you know, and they and they talk back and forth. So I imagine that at this level, they have that kind of correspondence. So does he come in with a chip on his shoulder, saying I'm the third cornerback taken when I know I'm the best? The same with Lamar Jackson that when he got t- taken 32, 32nd, he was like, they're gonna get a Super Bowl out of me. Does you know do guys come in the camp with that kind of chip? 
not yeah. necessarily, oh, I'm the rookie. I got drafted in the first round. Y'all should bow down to me and give me my spot. But it's like, yo, I know I'm not the third best corner in this draft. I know I'm not the sixth or seventh best defensive <laughs> player out of the top 20. Yeah, I love these stats. According to ESPN Analytics, there was a 1.1% chance that Will Levis would still be available at number 20. Still be available or get drafted at 20? I didn't re- still, I saw it. it says would be available. So there was a 1% chance that he would still be on the board right now. So I guess it's a 99% chance to get your suit on and come to Kansas City and watch the and, draft. And Seattle is letting this clock work. You know, like on my screen, they're just going under a minute. They're at 22, 22 seconds. I hope they miss it. I hope they miss it. Just because I yeah. want to see, oh, the pick is in at 20 seconds. Ain't that something? They were trying to trade it. All right, let's see who we got. I want to hear what Mel Kuyper saying real quick. Hold on. He's saying wide receiver. And Jigba, I'm guessing. Or, but... or Zay Flowers. That's that's. But his suggestion. I really like Zay Flowers, but I don't know if he's better than Jackson and Jigba, you know, like at least not at this stage. You know, maybe he has more potential. Cause like I told you before, they were saying he was the Tyreek Hill without hands. <laughs> Which is just basically a fast dude. A fast yeah. dude under six foot. Yeah. So like yeah. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see. I'm gonna hit refresh on my tablet real quick. You know, but Seattle got a chance to get that division next year. So if you figure come into the season, who has the most question marks? Or let's say this, because I think three of the four teams have the most. The least amount of question marks is Seattle. Yes. I think they instill financial confidence in their quarterback by giving them the deal. I think if they don't draft a quarterback high in this draft, I think that kind of reaffirms that because they still have Drew Locke sitting behind yes. Geno Smith. Yeah, and they got so, Kenneth Walker at running back. Kenneth Walker running back. They still got Lockett and DJ Metcalf. So I'm still looking at this eighth overall pick. Just I still ain't even, you know. They still I ain't hope even. it works. I hope it works. I hope he's a 1,200 yard back. I just don't see it, considering that I as a fan of the Falcons watched every game and I thought to myself, any competent defensive coordinator can shut this down. Right. And it just was like, I, I honestly do not recall a single game where we lined up in four wide. Oh, there it is. And, and, and ran. And, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, my bad. You're good. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba is finally off the board. He was number nine on this pro football focus. And he's going to get a nickel corner. Yep. And, you know, so he was injured last year, of course, you know, um, and he didn't play in the playoff and all that kind of stuff like that. But the year before, I mean, he had 300 yards against Utah in the Rose yep. Bowl. Yeah, yep. I was upset by that. Yeah, he led Ohio State. I took State. that personal. He, he, he had 95 catches for 1,595 yards and nine touchdowns. So, you know, going back to what I was saying about C.J. Stroud, you know, like, um, what are we saying here? Like, 
are you a product of the receivers or are you that guy? But right now with 648 left in the fourth quarter, the Atlanta Hawks with the one-point lead, 111 to 110 over the Celtics. You know, is so it me or like is a bunch of like a mixed dudes playing wide receiver? That seems like a like a pretty light skin position. I don't know. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> I got one. I I got a couple. I'm not touching that one. Come on, you know it. Not touching. You done it. made a couple out there too. Not touching it. Yeah. Come on, Chris Olave and Jigba. Who else? Was out here beige running routes. <laughs> My son wears eleven. Look just like that when he got on the field. <laughs> Yo, he torched Utah. I think it was something like three hundred and twenty-five, three hundred and forty yards. Yeah, put up and seventy points. Yeah, here's this is it right here. The highlight that I'm watching. And Utah had a lead. I think Utah had a, a two. Yeah, Utah was lead. up. Yeah, Utah was up for a long time. And Ohio State just said, all right, play time is over. Yeah, that you play know? right there gave it to me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is nice. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll ever be like an over-the-top threat per se, but he yeah, could be. Yeah, they said his speed. His speed isn't really a lot. He yeah, he, breakaway speed. Yeah, I was going to say he could be. He's not. Obviously, he's not as fast as Jalen Waddle, but he could be that like run five yards. Dish. Yeah, I, I think that's a good comparison. You know, Stephon like Diggs. take a five-yard route and take it 35 yards, but not necessarily all the way to the house. You can chase down on an angle. Yeah. But frustrate you to the point where you got to bring a safety over, especially if they put him in – if they have him – if they put Tyler Lockett in the slot and put him on oh, yeah. Yeah. the second-best corner, it might be tough unless, you know, like – you know, the Bill Belichick model, he would put the second and third corner on the number two wide receiver. Right. And then on the number one wide receiver and then put the number one corner on the number on two the number wide two, receiver. Yeah, to shut that down. Shut that whole thing down. Yeah, it's almost like the Trey you, Young thing we were talking about. Yeah, like, do you just let – do you put them in a the position where, okay, your number one guy is going to want these targets because he knows yeah. this step is on, a, a on Diggs. You gonna get eight catches, but Gabriel Davis, you you not we shut you down. You yeah. getting, you're getting six targets, three catches, you know, twenty twenty three yards. yards. Yeah, you know. So the Chargers are on the clock now. Pick is not in yet, from what I can tell. So you know. So what do the Chargers do here? So I was thinking initially, coming into the draft, the Chargers might go receiver. I just realized that the that's a second that's a second pick in the first round. Yeah, because they picked Witherspoon at number five. Okay, I think I think this might be the division to win then. Yeah, because I think the Sean McVay is not in it. They have yeah, no first yeah, round. Yeah, the, the Rams never have a first round pick. The 49ers don't have a first round pick. Then they know, say after picks at their Super Bowl parade. Yes. Yep, uh, the mm-hmm. 49ers don't have any first-round picks. And then the Cardinals, you know, they did their trade thing earlier. It took a lineman. So, so you, Chargers, I got 313 on the, on the clock. Yeah, I'm at 345, you know. Uh, so coming into the draft, I thought before, you know, I really started doing my homework, I thought this would be a place for Zay Flowers maybe, maybe Josh Downs. But I didn't expect Quentin Johnson to still be here. 
You know, so I'm interested to see. And the Chargers love big wide receivers. You go back yeah. to the Boston. You can go Keenan Allen currently. You can go Mike Williams. They've always seemed to get the six foot four wide receiver. And it's like, how do they always get this big wide receiver? And watching this draft play out, you know, real time, you see just sometimes it just works out to where you get an opportunity just to grab a top talent. I think. And on top of the fact that they had guys hurt a lot, Austin Eckler does carry the ball a lot, and they throw a lot of dump passes to him. Right. I will go ahead and say, I will say this might be a good spot for Quentin Johnson. It could be, Johnson. you know, and the pick is in. You know, I'm also thinking maybe Antoine Harrison from Oklahoma State because Herbert needs some protection too. But I you don't know, think the protection was that bad in in LA. I think it just, it was the play calling. It got it would get overly pass heavy and then get unnecessarily conservative all at the same time. And it was like week to week. The yeah. Chargers played a game against Atlanta last year where Austin Eckler fumbled under a minute left in the game at like the eight or nine yard line. The score was tied at 17. And it's like, why are you tied at 17 with Atlanta when right. your talent level is, you know, Far superior, especially your offense talent versus the defensive prowess of the Falcons. But then you have a game like the one against Denver, where Russell Wilson did nothing in the second half, but it still goes <laughs> to overtime. Right. You know, so it's just like, and then you have I got Will Levis standing up laughing for some reason. There's no way they took Will Levis. No, I know. But there's a 0.8% chance that he would still be here at number 22. <laughs> I'm loving these stats. Hey! I'm just wondering about, don't say anything yet. I'm waiting. I'm worrying about, where did you get that metrics from? Like, who was, what was the expectation? I don't know, but we the Ravens. did the math. Only three teams. I don't know, but the Ravens are on the clock. They're going to take Will Levis. You know, well, I was wondering if the Ravens would uh, sneak and take a receiver here. You know, because they picked up Odell Beckham, but like the rest of the receivers aren't really anything to write home about. Yeah, so, so we got we got that we got one. Got another one. Clairvoyant Quentin Johnson to the Chargers at twenty one. Ravens on the clock at twenty two. Soon to be followed by the potential drama of the Minnesota Vikings. So to close out this first round. We got Baltimore, Minnesota, Jacksonville, the Giants, Dallas, Buffalo, Cincinnati, New Orleans, Philly, and Kansas City because, of course, Miami lost their first-round draft pick for flirting with old dudes. <laughs> you know, so Quentin Johnston, you know, the big receiver out of TCU, you know, I think that he's going to be a pretty good receiver, you know, because I was wondering – he Not doesn't the, look six four on the field, though. He doesn't, but but he looks six foot. Like something so, something about the way he plays just doesn't scream DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is like six four. Well, DeAndre and Hopkins it, always it, he, but DeAndre Hopkins also pushes off every time the ball's oh, in his absolutely. direction. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, every tight end, they'll admit they'll admit it. They won't admit it during the play, but they'll tell you after the play. You know, so Quentin Johnson, he did average eighteen point eight yards per reception. That's a great pick for the Chargers. It is because I was going to. Sometimes it just falls in your lap. Well, well, you know, I was wondering, like, at some point, right? 
you know, me and Black Adam argue about this a lot, you know, but, you know, it might just be time not to trade or get or cut him or anything, but I think Keenan Allen's time is running up in L.A. But that's the thing. I'm not sure how much money he's costing you. For well, it's not even doing. that, but he's just always hurt or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Can you give me 10 games? Yeah. You know, is, is low management uh, a concept that some teams should explore for certain players that they have? Right. Like, can you give me, can you give me both of the Kansas City games, but can you give me all division games? Right. Can you give me all primetime games? And then we'll let you rest that knee when we play against, you know, when you got a game against Cleveland. Or you have Ooh. a game against the Jets, or you have a game against the Saints, or something along those lines. So, but so can you give me all six division games and any primetime games that we have that gets you up to about 10? So, so what you think about this? NFL.com compares Quentin Johnston to Alshon Jeffrey. Big physical, not a Runaway speed guy, big target, physical. Yeah, I like it. It makes sense. Because Alshon Jeffrey's career essentially was that. It was just, I'm big. This is my route. I didn't win on the route, but just my physicality, I can win the jump ball. Yeah. I can win. I can win the high point match. I think DeAndre Hopkins has a lot. Of, I'm not sure how great of a route runner he is. I think it's a matter of. You just get him in certain positions where his physicality, hand size, right? You can win. You can win this route off of it's a 50-50 ball, but because his U is really 75-25. Right. So Boston 119, Atlanta 113 with about 230 left in the game. Uh Jason Tatum with 25-13 and 6. Jalen Brown with 32 and 5. Trey Young, 30 points on 9 of 26 shooting, 4 of 12 from 3. DeJounte Murray with 11, 7, and 11. So, you know, if everything holds up, Boston just scored again. So 121 to 113, about 158 left. You know, so, yeah. So, you know, we might get that Boston-Philadelphia matchup that, you know, was pretty much a given. Can we, can we, can we applaud the basketball guys for potentially giving us New York, Boston, Eastern Conference Finals, potentially still not available. New York, Philly, Miami, Philly, Miami, Boston, Miami, Atlanta. I mean, think about some of the most popular cities in America on the East Coast. And every single one is in line to be your potential matchup. Well, Come I'm on. just I'm just going to enjoy Miami and New York because, you know, rivalry. But even guy. if Atlanta wins out, so you get you get Atlanta versus Philly. That's those are prime cities. You get Philly versus New York if they both Eastern Conference Finals, or you get Miami versus Philly, Miami versus Atlanta, and then you throw Boston in. I mean, like it's it's legit. It's well, I, a little better well, than Memphis versus Denver. 
Well, I am here for Miami and New York because I feel like they're mirror images of each other in some ways. And I think over under two, how many times we're gonna see the Jeff Van Gundy holding Alonzo Mourning's ankle highlight? Oh, I, I might, I might say over four. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so we go, we go go four, three and so, a half. So, so who you got? You got? I think, I think I got Knicks and six. Knicks and six. I mean, Just because Jimmy I. Butler. I think they're the like, same team, but I think Milwaukee the Knicks are just should deeper. Be up three two right now. Yeah, I just based I just think the, the fourth quarter leads. I, I just think that they do the same things, but the Knicks just have more players. Yeah, I, mean, I will go with that. You know, I of course, Thibodeau, of course, we'll have I think to see. Thibodeau will come up with a better one eighty five guarantee for Lamar. Of course, we'll have to t- see what uh, Julius Randle's status is because you know he reaggravated the ankle, so we'll have to see. But even with that, I don't think that adversely affects. <laughs> the Knicks versus Miami, because I don't think Julius Randle, I don't think it's like, oh, because we don't have Julius Randle, we can't do these other the, things with, like, top in and quickly. And well, I, don't, I don't know what's wrong with Bam out of bio. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just doesn't... I feel like he has way more potential than he shows, and it just never stands out. Like his, I think you, he might have peaked. Yeah, you see his defense, but... The bubble block against Tatum, that highlight with the finger yeah. at the rim, remember that game in the bubble? Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been the peak. And then the expectation is as a fan or us as pundits, you get that moment and you think like, oh, he's young. He gave us that moment. Sky's the limit. Because I I heard something talk about Anthony Davis. I think it was Nick Wright. And Nick Wright normally is a homer when it comes to the Lakers. But he also does kind of set up to where he has an excuse. Yeah, he he just doesn't. He criticizes everybody but LeBron. Yeah. It was like Anthony Davis has always been defensively, the defensive end of the floor is where he has excelled no matter what he's done on the offensive end. So the NCAA tournaments, the championship game where he was named most outstanding player, I think he had six points and 16 rebounds and like two or three blocks. So when he doesn't have a good game offensively, mainly game four, in the series, he had 12 points, but he got five in overtime. LeBron doesn't hit the layup, didn't go to overtime, so that 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 stat line is seven points. But he had 11 rebounds and four blocks. You know, so a lot of defensive rebounds, so forth and so on. So it's just a situation like maybe people thought he, he developed a little, a little bit of an offensive bag when he got in the league. Right. But it's like that's just something he developed, but when it comes down to it, Zay Flowers, huh? My bad. It's all good. That's my guy from Boston College. Back when I was right. a Catholic, Boston College was my Catholic school of choice. All right. So I'm going to go. The, the tuxedo, it, it's new. It's creative. I okay. like the, the necklace. looks like it has a, a picture of some kind of maternal figure in his life, maybe a mother, grandmother, sister, but it's like a, a female on his pendant, so I like that. Um, small, 5'9", 182, exactly what Lamar doesn't want. <laughs> like, I saw the... Remember when they drafted Bateman? Yeah. And Hollywood Brown FaceTime Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Lamar Jackson was talking to Bate, uh, what's his name? Hollywood Rashad Brown. Oh, Hollywood Brown, yeah, yeah. He was talking to Hollywood Brown, and he was like, yo, we just got a wide receiver. 
and Lamar Jackson said, how tall that boy is. Yeah. Let me know that the height of the wide receiver in his mind, this was like three years ago, is probably like something that matters to him. He said, how tall that boy is. He was like, well, how tall that boy is. And he said it just like that. You can, you can find the videos. I'm like just making this up. So I think it matters to him to get a big wide receiver target. Right. You know, I do like Zay Flowers from the standpoint of. You said here's a Tyreek Hill comparison, by the way. Yeah. You know, um, like, and I, and I think that his route running is even better than all of that. So I think it's going to be hard for corners to stay with him. He's going to frustrate a lot of people. It's just going to be, can he hold on to the ball is going to be the biggest thing. So I think he's going to, you remember how you were talking about when you see highlights of Florida quarterbacks, you know, it's just always a wide receiver open streaking down the field, you know, like I think this is going to be Zay Flowers. He's going to be the broken play king. Yeah. So, so if Lamar can get a defense to bite and believe that he's going to run and some people cheat up, this is where I think Zay Flowers opens up that offense. He has a favorite route. It's like a little skinny post where you run. It's not necessarily like a post corner, but it's a matter of like he's running up the right side and like his right hip kind of pokes. Oh, look out. what they're comparing him to. You see it? There yeah. It is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You, and you'll see it. You'll see because he's gonna. They're gonna show this. They're gonna show two different highlights of post routes where he basically gets on top of the corner, who looks like he's drop coverage and like some right. kind of cover three, and he's running down on him, and then he gives him a little, a little outside hip move, and then he runs like a little skinny post. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably a good. That's probably a good route for Baltimore. Right. Because you're not going to – I don't know if you're going to play that much cover three against Lamar because you're going to need tacklers in the box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cover three, that is basically you send two corners back, one safety to the middle of the field. The other safety comes down like a rover kind of thing. Right. So you just kind of put yourself at a disadvantage. uh, That draft room is happy. I think that – did we have him in our mock draft going earlier than 22? I think we had a wide receiver going to Baltimore, right? I don't know if you wrote it down because I can't remember. No, I didn't write it down, but yeah. Um, you know, but I, I was odd. You were evens. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember who you picked for Baltimore. In this I spot, don't. It might have been down. him. But, but you know, but I like the pick, you know. Um, and, you know, uh, he was third team all ACC in 2020. And then the last two years, first team all ACC. You know, only the second Boston College wide receiver in history to become ACC first team. So, you know, like he has talent, he has speed, which are two things that Lamar Jackson needs at receiver, you know, because they got like. Uh, what's and they, they just signed him today. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic about, about the Ravens. Yeah. I'm only two and a half hours from, from Maryland from like seeing a good game there, too. So, yeah, I need to get there. You know, I've only been there once you know, to their stadium, but it was back. You have to with- check the schedule because the NFL <laughs> sets out a whole day right. to unveil their schedule. That's how that's how, that's how yeah. NFL moves the needle. So you'll love this, America. The one Ravens game that I went to, because you know I'm not a Ravens fan, but the one Ravens game that I went to, I just happened to be on leave in Baltimore, and it was the first Monday night football game that the Ravens hosted in Baltimore. So, you know, like – the Colts left in 83 and there had been no Monday night football up until this game. So I had to be there. 
You know, I just happened to be on leave, but I just had to be there. It was 12 degrees and snowing, playing against the Minnesota Vikings with Randall uh, Randall Cunningham at quarterback. You sat in Baltimore in 12 degrees on the I harbor? did. I did. That's dedication. Send them some tickets. Hey. hey hardball, send them some tickets. Sports hey, Reports is ordered. That's my hometown, man. You know SportsReportAO at gmail.com. Hardball, send us man some tickets. You know how yeah. cold it is? Do y'all know how cold it is? The stadium is right off the water. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people see, you know, these stadiums. Like, if you take I-95 north or south, you'll see it. M&T Bank Stadium is right here. The water is on the other side of the interstate. It's a cold game. Yes, and it snowed. It's a cold game. Yeah, I was there, you know, watching this team. That was not my team, you know, just because I wanted to be a part of history. You know, but I tickets to two veterans. But I love the pick. So let's see what Minnesota's going to do now. I like I like a lot of these picks. Yes, I'm highly critical of my own team's picks. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm critical of my team's pick too. Like I said, I like the position, but I wanted a different player. But speaking of that player, Joey Porter Jr., you know he hasn't been selected yet, and you know he's one of these handsy corners. You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see. You know, maybe Minnesota. Like you go- got to get you get to that Richard Sherman cachet. You could be handsy. You just gotta like the guy that got four pass interference calls against Denver like, on Denver yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to keep playing your game. Or how Draymond Green never picks up that fifth and sixth foul. Tec- fifth and sixth foul or second technical never happens. Yeah. Jason Tatum got a technical the other night. What was it for? It was something just as ridiculous as I brought up before. For some reason, I think people just don't like his hairline. I think people just think the hairline is too crispy and it's the hair is too good and his son's handsome on the sideline and his mom is there. And he's a smart player, so they got to give him technical fouls because he got. I don't, I don't like him because ball. he. I don't like him because he ain't beat the Warriors in the finals after Draymond Green in that Subway commercial. You know, Listen, was that was his motivation, no way, right no there. No one was going to beat Steph when he out there shooting. No, like I know, Curry in a three point shooting contest. So hold up. So so did we ever figure out like is 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 he better than Jalen Brown? Did we ever figure that out? Okay, you say that, and I always <laughs> counter with. <laughs> I don't think that's important. No, it's because, not, but is he? No, no, no. Like, no, because that's the thing. Even if he is, I think what Boston what Boston has is a more physical splash brothers. They're more like, I don't know, give me an, another adjective that you know kind of supports. I think they're I think Tatum at six eight, I think Brown six six six. They're seven. like the monsters. They have that, and they <laughs> have that organic, like, just connection with the draft piece. So what you have in Golden State, and obviously they drafted Draymond in the second round as well, what Boston has with Tatum and Brown, somebody else, like, needs to remind them, like, look around the league. It doesn't work all the time when you just break up a dynamic deal that you drafted and try to rebuild another piece. We can right. talk about Anthony Hardaway and Shaq. They if that would have stayed if everyone's healthy and stay together, that could probably could have worked. T Mac and Vince Carter, that could have worked. T Mac and Grant Hill. T Mac and Grant. Well, yeah. Well no 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 because I'm talking about like when you draft 
when you when you have the guy in place, yeah. you have you have a guy like Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. Right. You know, if you can John make Wall that and work, Bradley Bill, yeah. John Wall, Bradley Bill. Like you have you have a combination that you feel like isn't working quite like this one over here in Milwaukee or this one over here in Dallas. But like give it two years. Give it success. Give it some failure. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have been up and down. Addison, wide receiver. So they get rid of uh, Adam Thielen and got his replacement. And, you know, this is a former Bolitnikov winner, you know, at Pitt and then transferred to USC last year. So, you know, he had some fun with Caleb Williams. I guess nobody wears dress shoes with suits anymore. It's all tennis shoes. I'm good with that, I guess. I'm tired of that. I'm the old guy. I'm tired of that. Yeah. Take your sunglasses off. You're indoors. Come on. But that's just me. I'm just a a knucklehead. Yeah, I like Jordan Addison. You know, he's not even uh, wearing a Nike coat, is he? Uh, I don't know, but he was a lot. Um, he was a lot slower than I thought he was, but that's not to call him slow. But I just thought he was faster than, you know, what he ended up being. But you know, I think that I think that's a good pickup for Minnesota. You know, I would have probably rather them had gone corner just because you always hear me talk about how they probably have the slowest secondary in the league. But you know, but I think this could be a good pickup. We got a trade. Jacksonville trade to pick. Okay, okay. To the Giants. Oh, snap. So that's that doesn't bode well for Will Levis. <laughs> By the way, I didn't get any of my uh, bets at so all. So they just they only they moved up one spot. Really? Yeah, they were 25, and then Jacksonville was 24, so they just moved up one spot. Yeah, I've literally not made any money on these bets. <laughs> but that's what, hey, still love it, though. Oh, yeah, I'm a gambler through and through. I'm not going to stop. I enjoy it. Uh, So, all right, we got another, I don't want to do another suit critique. So the Giants at 24, I imagine they're just going to keep it simple. Pick some kind of trench player. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe uh, a linebacker. Maybe Harrison from Oklahoma. Maybe Murphy. They got the Uh, the quarterback they paid a lot of money to, so they need cheap targets. Yeah, maybe Miles Murphy from Clemson. Maybe. uh, Oh, and Jigba got a K Jewelers deal. Oh, there you go. Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Maybe the Giants go corner. I know I saw a video. I saw a picture. Was it the Giants? Was it Brian Dable wearing in Jigba's jewelry? And that uh, meme or something we saw on the page on a Real Sports 365? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more trades than I thought there were going to be. I figured there would be a few. I just don't. The only trade I really think that was uh, the Giants pick that kind of wowed me was Texans going up to two, and then I liked Arizona getting back to six. And those are the two that really. I honestly like 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to probably harp on this until the season starts and B. John Robinson has 400 yards after three games. <laughs> um, but I, at that point, if you were going to take him, I'd rather you trade down to 16. Yeah. Because who else was going to take him? If anybody else took him, it's like, okay, you're taking the spot that I don't think the running back. I don't. I don't, I don't want to. I guess maybe Detroit. I, I guess maybe if, Detroit since they traded up to get Gibbs or traded back yeah, to get Gibbs. But even with that being said, the position in of itself, I think an edge rusher that solidifies one side of your defensive front is, you know, it's is the equivalent of a of a cornerback that can shut down one half of the field. Yeah. Or a safety that can clean up the mess with the top, or a linebacker that can stop the run. I think that those positions can be primarily just that can create havoc and then also still fit into the collective. When you have a running right. back, if he doesn't average four and a half yards of carry, then his impact is limited, even if he catches the ball well at the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's statistical padding. That doesn't that doesn't make me alter my defense. Right. I'm not altering my defense because you have a good running back. Right. There's no Adrian Peterson's in the draft where I got eight guys in a box and he still goes for 296 yards. Right. And then he returns a punt a week, you know, against Cleveland and he gets, you know, returns a kickoff and a punt for damn near a touchdown on the punt and then a kickoff. Like if if you're not giving me that from that one position, then you're not you're not doing enough for me to take you in the top ten. Right. If you're an offensive tackle, you're a run blocker, you're a pass blocker. You allow me to get first downs just by being on the field. And you can do two things that I need. You can pull in the screen game, you can pull in the run game. You can pass block, you can run block. You, you just provide me more as a running back. Okay, so you, you can pick up the blitz, but you run the ball and maybe you catch up the backfield. It just it just doesn't seem like that's that's not enough for me to take you in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see what the Giants do. Boston has eliminated Atlanta 128 to 120. So Boston and Philadelphia is coming our way. You know, uh, on Saturday, of course, game one. Look at Brian Davis Shane. What do you see it? Look like a, a Italian mobster. One you know, year in New Jersey. He'll think he's Tony Soprano. We got, a, we got game one of Phoenix and Denver on Saturday. You know, game one of Miami and New York on Sunday. And let's see what the Giants gave up. So the Giants gave up a fifth-round pick to move up one spot. You know, you know they probably took a linebacker. The pick is in. I'm waiting on uh Goodell to walk out. I would love to no, see no Booger's talking with his crooked I, fingers. I, I would love to see uh these conversations, you know, it's like in the room. Yeah, it was like, yo, I just want to move up one spot. That'll be a fifth rounder. Like, <laughs> like who introduces that? Like, does Jacksonville say we want a fifth rounder, or do the Giants just say we'll give you a fifth rounder? Which one initiates the compensation? I think you just say we'll give you a fifth round or can we move up one spot? And Jacksonville's like, well, you're not in our division. We don't think you're taking our guy. Or we don't know who our guy is. Right. So yeah, we'll take your fifth round pick. And maybe we package together later with a third to move back into the second. Yeah. Right, but the pick is in for the 
Giants. Uh, got Goodell walking out. And this is a deliberate look. He's in the Midwest. This is like a political thing. He's yeah. not wearing a tie. Political people are blue collar. Middle America, no tie. That sends the message like, hey, I'm a worker just like you. Even though you got yeah. paid like $40 million last year. <laughs> it's so typical. And before this pick, I just want everybody to know that the Pittsburgh Pirates are 18-8. and eight, Nine and one in their last 10 games. Just took two out of three from the Dodgers. Because we do some appreciation around here. All right, we got the, the pick is in. I saw the pick. You'll see it here in a second. Yep, it's coming through right now. Deontay Banks from Maryland. The yep. burner, the burner. You I know, think so. this is one of those things where, like, he's kind of handsy. That's going to get yeah. him flagged in the league. Four, three, five, uh, and a 42-inch vertical. I think that's probably what got him drafted. That, and People uh, talk about uh, the combine don't matter. Excuse me, the combine doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. And that 11-foot four, four uh, on the broad jump. It worked for Byron Jones. Jacksonville traded the pick it's, again. Well, you know, it's always funny because Jacksonville made another trade, by the way. They traded that, is that pick to Buffalo. That's hilarious. It's always funny, though, because, you know, these Maryland corners, because there's another one in this draft, they both ran a 4 3. And I'm like, Did you play 4 3? But, but y'all ain't stopped nobody. Like, you know, like. <laughs> That's why people front on the combine and they make it seem like the combine is just like this thing. It's just arbitrary thing where guys in their underwear running around and put the temp film on, put the film on, put the film on. You hear that a lot. No, 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 no. People, like I said, we talked about this on previous episodes. I think there's this expectation that because they are hired by a team that they know more. No, they are just in the position to get access to information. But what they know it's not that much different than what we've decided here in this draft situation. Yeah. You and I, as just fans of the sport, we never worked in the GM's office. We have broken down these picks prior to happening them, them to happen. Right. So forth and so on. So I think it's just a matter of like these guys just have the leverage to look at the books and look at what the coaches want. And the coach is like, hey, I really want a big corner in the first round. And like, okay, right. we'll get one. But I don't think they're doing that much better, because like I said, if I'm the Atlanta's GM, I'm like, why'd you take, why'd you make that pick? Right. <laughs> and I'll use an example. Why did San Francisco, why did Chicago trade up from three to two to give San Francisco all those picks to get Trubisky, when Deshaun Watson, who had just won a national championship, after tearing his ACL, you know, at, in college. Was in the national championship, won a national championship. Mahomes was an unknown. Mitchell Trubisky had 13 or 14 games. And they were like, Yeah, we're going to trade it from three to two, as if someone was going to jump you to two to take Trubisky. And even when I saw it, and all the pundits were like, Why'd they trade from three to two? They were, the 49ers were taking Solomon, Solomon Wilcox, I believe his name. Maybe Solomon Hill, something like that, a defensive lineman out of Stanford. Mm -hmm. They were going to take him anyway. So I think it's just a matter of these these GMs and coaches. They're not much smarter than the average fan. Yeah, realistically. All right, so Buffalo's pick is in. 
that they got from Jacksonville. We'll see what they Jacksonville gave up for that. They probably got another fifth round pick. Right, give me one second here. You know what I'm saying? I hate these TVs. Like, you don't need to ask me if I'm still watching. Did I turn it off? Man, my TV, I'll turn it off, right? It'll turn back on. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. This ain't Netflix. What you doing? Yeah, my TV literally will turn back on. Sometimes, like, I've had stuff in my bed where the top of my remote control has Peacock, Netflix, Prime Video, Disney Plus, Crackle, and two B shortcut buttons. Yeah. I've dropped my phone accidentally on the remote control while I was on my bed, and my TV would just change to this app. Yeah. But I've sat here in this chair with this remote control, and I've pointed at the TV and tried to get it to do something, and nothing will happen. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Vizio. Y'all got to do better. I got a feeling that Dallas is about to piss me off and – Take uh, one of these tight ends. Why you know? is Walt Levis' sister and girlfriend look just alike? That's weird. I, that is weird. It, I, I, weird. I was thinking that well, like your mom too. Yeah, like one's got to be his girlfriend, the other two got to be his mom and sister, but they all look alike. Yeah, so so you know, um, I think Dallas might get one of these tight ends, but you know, I bring that up because here's another one of those funny things. So Dalton Kincaid, you know, the tight end from Utah. You know, the report that I read on him said, you ready? You look at Dalton Schultz. No. Travis Kelsey without the blocking. Why do you keep saying this stuff? Why it always got to be without the ham with no burger, the peanut butter with no jelly? You know, um, and then, of course, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, you know, who reminds me of Jason Witten, you know. So that would be a typical cowboy pick, I think. So, Either one would piss me off, but, you know, that's what we do in Washington. We just get Orlando over Maryland. You know, we just get pissed off because Dallas does all the things that we want to do. And then when you walk in D.C. and go to the mall. Dallas has made some great football they have. over the last couple of years. They have. People have been banging on, uh, what's the boy name, the coach, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He's 24 and 10 the last two seasons. I know. I mean, I don't know how many teams have 24 wins in the last three seasons. Yes, no. the playoff success isn't there, but, I mean, teams would go 9-8 and eight and have playoff success. So, like, it's kind of an anomaly. But, you know, in a 34-game sample size, he's 24 what and it? 10. Is, is somebody, like, telling and Will Levis – is somebody telling Will Levis when the camera was is on him? Because I feel like Absolutely. Yeah, every Absolutely. time the camera's on him, he makes these stupid ass faces or like expressions and all this the stuff. The same thing he does when he throws bad slant routes and gets picked off. Listen, I can say all this because I'm here in my house. I know. Man, it's so the funny. I keep, I keep looking at this clock and see how long we've been up on this stream. <laughs> I look at it too a couple of times. <laughs> Is that who Buffalo got? That's who Buffalo got. That's a good pickup. That is a good pickup. So maybe they knew Dallas was going to get them, and they went in, they, they went and made the move, you know. So, you know, shout out to the Wasatch. And he's only 240 pounds, you know. Um, 
You know, last year he had 70 catches for 890 yards. He was lined up as a wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. He plays some receiver, you know, every so often. Um, I like it. I mean, obviously, I like it too. I'm gonna I'm support. You know, I mean, it gives. I mean, it gives quarterback Tyler Huntley. You know what I mean? It gives it gives Josh Allen that safety valve that we talk about that he needs when he's throwing 41 yards on third and two. But that's the thing. Will he overthrow him when he's wide open eight yards down the field and go for Gabriel Davis? Oh, that's a tough throw. You'll see the highlight here in a second. Against Colorado? For the touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a poor decision by the quarterback, but we'll let it slide. Yeah. 29. Who's 29th overall pick after Cincinnati? Um, Give me a second. I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid stuff, but uh, number 29 is the Saints. Saints are going to go. Not quarterback, offensive lineman. It says defensive lineman. I'm going to go with more bang for my buck. I'm going to go wide receiver. Thirtieth, Eagles. Thirtieth is. Thirtieth is. Yep, the Eagles and then Kansas City finishing it up. Kansas City is gonna go. Not running back, definitely not quarterback. Wide receivers available. Got tight end there. They're not going to go tight end. Yeah, you got Josh Downs from North Carolina still out there, you know, at receiver. Who I think might be a pretty good receiver. I don't know if he'll be a pro bowler or anything. Will will Kansas City go tight end, you think, at 31? Well, I don't know because they still got Noah Gray, too. All right, so we got plus 1,900 for running back. For Kansas City? Yeah, plus 1100. No, for 30th, 30th, is this 30th? Oh, for the 30th pick? pick. Okay. 31st overall 31st pick. 31st overall pick. Yeah. Plus 1900 for running back, plus 11 for quarter, plus 300 for a defensive lineman, plus 270 for offensive lineman, plus 210 for a wide receiver, plus 170 for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Seems like an offensive lineman kind of pick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm going to put six bucks on it, see what happens. You know. So far, I'd say my impressions of the draft are pretty uh Yeah, I think impressive. I think most people did pretty good. You know, I think, like I said, I honestly feel like only one team reached. We know what that team is. We well, I mean, even but we, but even with that being said though, like they may have taken the, the best available. They got player. a good player. I think yeah. I just think they reached. They got a yeah. they got a good player. Uh Did you compare – who did you compare to Jason Witten? Um, Mayor from Notre Dame. You made that comparison on your own? Yeah, yeah, that was me. Okay. Well, what's up? We did our own TV show. That's what's up. Oh, uh, somebody that's just exact, said – oh, I see it on the screen right that's now. That's exactly what they compared him to. Yeah, that's – Listen, that's man, we don't make this stuff up, man. Go ahead. Call, call your people if you know anybody that work in Bristol – 
anybody that works in Fox or LA and they need two new voices. That's who, that's who he reminds me of. For that I, five o'clock slot. This is yeah. it, man. Sports reports is ordered. That's who he reminds me of because I, I always see him open and I'm like, I don't understand how he's open. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's the route running, you know, like, you know, but he's a really good player, you know, and, and I think, you know, obviously Jason Witten is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't know, like Ooh. maybe. I always wonder, like, who told you that you were going to be a first round pick to the point where you had this level of a party? I know. That's always something. Well, I, I would like to think. I would like to think in most situations you would have some contact with the team that's drafting you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but but then again, you don't know unless, who's blowing smoke up your ass either. Yeah, unless those teams blow smoke to see if there's somebody in a room that's leaking information. Yeah, like uh, in a what's the movie, The Departed. Yeah, so the pick is in. Jacksonville's on the clock, so we'll see the pick here in a second. Man, he got a hell of a party. Like he looked like he got a whole church choir back there. And of course they gotta show the Crypt Keeper. I mean Jerry Jones. Church. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. That's what that man reminds me of. You know, rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Yo, people have been talking about that all day. You know, everybody in Dallas world is happy in the room, you know. Jerry's shaking hands with his left hand. Just just a typical weirdo move. <laughs> did, did we ever figure out if that girl was actually his daughter or not? Where? Like the the girl that was saying that she was his illegitimate child or something like that. I think they swept that under the rug. Uh, you pay enough things like that till it disappear. I know. I just want to go somewhere like North Carolina A and T or Arkansas Pine Bluff with a bunch of students and like just stand there as the new white student shows up. That's what you want to do. Yeah, Get just be like Jones on. yeah, just be like I was curious, bro. Like I was just, I was just curious trying to see what was going on. You know? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Like, yeah, I seen that one dude throw something, but you know, like I thought, you know, he was trying to be nice and throw some gummy bears. I didn't know it was a brick. I thought that was standard, you know, practice. So, <laughs> so Dallas goes defensive tackle Mozzie Smith from Michigan. So that's a surprising pick. Typical Dallas. Yeah. I'm trying to find him on my pro football focus. Oh, here he is, number 36. 337-pound nose tackle. You know, so now we got the uh, bang or the Jaguars on the clock again. Let's see if they actually make a pick this time. They're going to trade it. I guarantee you they'll trade it. I know, so you know, we'll see what Jackson or what Jacksonville does after Cincinnati. So we're down to the last four picks of the first round: Cincinnati, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Kansas City. Dallas went. Dude decided to do his thing with no shirt on, the little nappy chest hairs. <laughs> the taco meat. The taco meat on his chest. You know, what I'm saying the Roy Jones special.
No, I don't know. Dallas fans seem to be happy about it. You know, like you said, I don't no, know. Like Maybe. I said, that camera's in your face. You just yeah, can't you just show off pressure. Yeah, you show off because the camera's in your face. There's no reason for you to show off. Well, they lucky no that I wasn't at the. Care. Well, they lucky I wasn't at the draft because if the camera would have came to me, I would have gave them the Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would have booed. You know what I'm saying? I would have just had. I would have been the. I would have been the face they play. In January, when he has eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns, like, I would have had, I would have had, I would have had my middle fingers out and trying to touch my chin with my tongue. I'd have been like, <laughs> I'd have been like this. I know, Just upset. I'd have like took my jersey off, like whose team is this? Slammed it on the ground. You know what I'm saying? I would have treated it like LeBron leaving Cleveland. Oh, when he was walking in the tunnel? No. You know, like, Paul Pierce is his biggest rival if you need any advice. Yes. Yes. You know, you know he, can, he can help you out. Like, this yeah. is how you get torched by hey, Paul Pierce year after year after year. Hey, I, I ain't got nothing negative to say about Paul Pierce. You know, he won a finals MVP in a matchup against Kobe Kawhi Bryant. Leonard. Against Kobe, Kobe Bryant. So, so I ain't got nothing Kawhi to say Leonard about him. Yo, has, has Kawhi Leonard, like, talked to anybody in the Clippers organization yet? I don't know if that's true. I think that might be a standard. Well, they said thing. something similar when he was in San Antonio as well. Like he just like shut down, and his uncle did all the talking. But they said that he didn't talk much from the get go, anyway. But it don't make sense because he's a fun guy. You know, like <laughs> it just don't make Yo, sense. But so funny, you know. But like, I I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think Kawhi. I think what happened was this. He could have gone to L.A. Realistically, I think they would have been in a position to all stay healthy, short of any kind of a freak event. Because you don't know if is Anthony Davis playing in the game that he pulled his groin if Kawhi and LeBron are on the team and they've already have 45 wins or 45 and 12 after 57 games. You know, does do they play every game if they're up? But for some reason, he wanted to do it in with the Clippers, right? Which wasn't, you know, didn't really make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, I mean, it would have been that would have been the easy thing to go to the Lakers. That would have been the easy thing. You know what I mean? But we can't. But, yeah, we but can't. it wasn't like he didn't want it to be difficult because he did ask for Paul George. It wasn't no, like, I know. like, oh, I want this. I want to make this tough for myself. But no, I know. Way. But but I'm saying so like as all fans, these assets so I can get another all star who's six, eight, six, nine. No, but I'm saying as fans, play. we can't in one breath. And I'm talking about fans collectively. Like we can't in one breath be like, I'm tired of super teams or I'm tired of these dudes running to these ready made teams and all this stuff. And then be like. Oh man, Kawhi should have went to the Lakers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but only, like if, if realistically, you had the self in our in our adult NBA lifetime. So if we're going from two thousand to today, you had the Celtics work as a manufactured super team. I'm not sure if the Heat really count as working because they only won two out of four chips and then in the two that they lost they were essentially dominated for six 
They played 11 games. I'll say it worked. They were dominated for nine of them. Yeah. So did it really work? So you you won a championship. Yeah, you won. You got two NBA final series where you won. And they one of them you had to go to seven games. The other one you went to five, I guess a young OKC team. And the other two you got essentially dominated four games of two and then four games of one. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it really worked, quote unquote. And then you had the KD, the first two years, KD and Kyrie, and uh, KD and uh, Steph and Draymond and Clay. Yeah, that worked. You know, injuries happened. But then people just try to keep doing it. Brooklyn didn't work. The Clippers didn't work. The Lakers worked. And you can credit the bubble for it if you want. I wouldn't call that a super team, though. And of course. So, like, then you look at what they try to do with Dallas this year. Look what they tried to do with Brooklyn over the past couple of years. Even what they try to do in Philly. Because James Harden was there last year. Mm-hmm. Still didn't work. So I think the you still need super talent, no matter how you put the team together. So I think Kawhi going to LA, maybe, maybe if Kawhi goes to LA, the K the Kyrie, KD, James Harden move, like maybe they, they do. He has a different woman. Well Levis. Well Levis out here acting like the godfather. So I guess the blonde women are his sisters and mother. And then this new young lady in a red dress, brunette, she looks kind of exotic. She does not look happy. You'll see here in a second. She is not happy with the predicament that, you know, he's in. Uh, She's just seeing all that um, money dwindle away, huh? Nah, he's good. He's going to get a tag. Howard did. No, I see her. Right? Anton Harrison, Oklahoma offensive tackle, Jackson. Didn't they just sign an offensive tackle? <laughs> you they did, never, right? They signed you they signed a guy from uh Kansas City. City. Yeah, you could never have you could never have too many. You gonna make him play guard? You know what I'm saying? Anton Harrison. I've been asking for him for a couple of minutes now. You know, six foot five, three hundred fifteen oh, pound goodness. tackle. Only nine pressures given up in 447 pass block snaps. He can pull. He's athletic. He was doing like reach blocks on linebackers. Mm-hmm. And now we got the Bengals on the clock. I cannot no say. I cannot say Bengal. No matter how hard I try, if I actually try to say Cincinnati Bengal. It just Why always would they show a highlight of the guy not catching a pass. I know they want to highlight the guy, <laughs> but they showed a highlight of the dude dropping the ball. <laughs> he doesn't have a play where the dude caught the ball. The, the Bengals, Bengals, Halls of London, Fort Washington, Maryland. Where's that at? Right on, right near Virginia. No, it's near Virginia. Like, it's like exit three on I-95. You know, Baltimore's like exit 52. So it's like right... Yeah, so it's like right before you hit Andrews and all that stuff. Okay. You know, near Oxon Hill and 
You know, I love these city names up north. Yeah, it's Oxen Hill. You know, what's that one place? The Poconos. The Poconos. Yeah. <laughs> time we're talking about a lacrosse game because these lacrosse coaches and athletic directors. Roanoke. They're, they're emailing <laughs> our team saying, uh, we don't want to play you guys because we, we think you guys might be too good for us at our level. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think Indian Hills said uh, they don't want to play you guys. He's like, it's Indian Mills. Like, I'm pretty sure it's Indian Hills. He goes, why would it be Indian Hills? I was like, it's no different than it being called Indian Mills. Like, these names are made up. Yeah. That's like, that's like, I I was driving to my boy house. He lived down in Waldorf, Maryland. And uh, the road that I had to take to get to his house was Indian Head Highway. And I was like, what y'all be doing, bro? Or like, you know, like, oh, I shall call this place Dover. Yeah, it was all named after dudes from England. T-Neck. Yeah, well, shout out to T-Neck from Jersey. Cincinnati, right. picks, Cincinnati takes Miles Murphy out of Clemson. All right. I'm just getting that pick. So got Miles Murphy out of Clemson at 28. 76 pressures in the last two years. And I, I got to read this real quick. You know, so he was number 17 on the uh, pro football focus uh, big board. And the first sentence just simply says, Murphy is too freaky to pass up. <laughs> now we got a better proofreader. Now we got the ain'ts on the clock. All right. Now I need the Saints to take a wide receiver so I can get $100. You know, but. Yeah, but these city names always trip me out. Like, uh, what's the one place in New York that always trips me out? Um, White Plains? No, uh, what's it called? Uh, Poughkeepsie. Yeah, man, you take that right before you get to Canada. <laughs> Just keep going. Just like the next, you know, you get on the train, you go from there to Canada. You get yeah. the passport ready. Get a stamp. I feel like I feel like there's a I feel like there's a Hoboken somewhere too. Hoboken is New Jersey, right across yeah. the Hudson. Yeah. Great city, uh cobblestone streets, a lot of like uh a lot of like fusion restaurants. So if you want like Korean and Jamaican fusion, yeah, Italian and Chinese fusion restaurants, breweries, places hey. that serve you like air and you suck it up with a straw, those are the kind of places you find a Hoboken. A lot of people hey. a lot of young professionals that work in the city live in Hoboken because it's right across the Hudson. Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh Whitesboro, New York? No, that might be north of the city. For you me, got your, like, you got your, I, I you got your phone near you? Whitesboro. Let's yeah, see. hold on, hold on. Don't Google it. I'm gonna send you something. But uh, but okay. yeah, like like I love these city names. You know, like as you get like what up in Massachusetts. You know, like UMass is in Amherst. Yo, I'm telling you, Boston, Massachusetts. Put it on your list, people. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the negativity. I give you travel advice here. I give you. Uh, I give you suit design and fit and fashion tips. Boston, Massachusetts, great city, very clean. I go to oh, New York. I'm a New York it? person, a Philly person. Boston is probably a very clean city. Yes, you have. Oh, uh, what is that place you know, called? Pata, Pata, Padawan, of, of, of outside of Boston or something like that. Oh, I mean, you want to stay Mattapam, in Mattapam, that's what it's called. Mattapam. Mattapam, like Wapam, yeah, yeah. Mattapam, all that. In any city is named after a prison, you don't want to go there. 
Uh, shout out to Nameless. Channel. Shout out to Nameless. Daryl Ramey. You know, I told y'all about his albums a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So you don't want to go outside of Boston. You want to take the, the Amtrak in the Boston. You want to stay downtown. You want to be in Southie and all these other places. Yeah, I heard, I heard like Logan is in such an awful spot, like the airport. It's, yo, like, it's, yeah. So I, flew, I had a connecting flight from Utah. So I flew into Logan. It's just, it's just way outside of the city, but it's yeah. kind of the same thing when you are. It just, that's just what you have when you come to the East Coast because it's so, like, if you think about it, you ever flown to Denver? Yeah, of course. Denver is like super flat bunch of space salt lake everything west of the mountain flat bunch of space uh logan airport newark jfk laguardia you're flying into like a little spit of land yeah and it's like you've got to land here so the boston airport is like it's kind of outside the city but once you get into the city it's legit the food's good beer's good People are nice. I just I just want to go like to said, the Cheers the hype. bar. I just want to go to the Cheers bar if that's a real. I don't thing. know where that was. I just went to. Uh, we went to Fenway. One the only thing that's different: New York City. If you wake up in New York City at nine o'clock in the morning, you go downstairs and you, you're at a hotel and you walk out the hotel and you want to go get a beer. There's a place in New York City that's really sell you a beer. Boston, it was like places in like. That served beer. Granted, it was Saturday. I think it was a Saturday morning. Maybe it was a Friday. It might have been a Friday morning. Places still weren't open until like 11, 11.30 to like serve you alcohol. Like restaurants open. New York City, you could walk right into a restaurant. Chinese restaurant, Jamaican restaurant, curry restaurant, Italian restaurant. And, you know, get food and alcohol at 9 o'clock in the morning. Boston, you couldn't. But other than that. We just had to go to McDonald's. We ate some ice cream. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got me watching some, some alcohol from the night before. Now I want some oxtails. Well, this is the place to get it, player. All right, come on. Come right. on. The, the pick is in. Right. Don't the say pick. anything. No, I ain't got it yet, but the pick is in, and Philadelphia is on the clock. So two picks left in the first round of the NFL draft. Philadelphia and your Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. The why, are, why are Native Americans and uh, Caucasian settlers fighting on the oh yeah you the see seal it? of this city? I know Whitesboro. <laughs> it's like like the, yo, this, I found that like, a couple of years ago, and I thought that was like the wildest thing I've ever seen. Yo, the Virginia state flag is pretty wild. Uh, the the Greek inscription is Sic Semper Tyrannus, which means forever the tyrant. <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a person standing on the chest of a king. I think it's a woman standing on the chest of a king that's been you know slain. So yeah. that's what uh, John Wilkes Booth screamed after he shot Lincoln oh, wow. at Ford's Theater. So yeah. he shot Lincoln. And stepped up on the balcony and screamed, Six Center Tyrannus jumped down. I think he like broke his leg and ran off. But, but Yo, every, time I, fact. Every, every time I hear Virginia, I just hear Pusha T in my head saying, Yeah, I guess the chase was cool, but what's the fuss about? <laughs> 
Yeah, like I like Virginia Beach, but it's not as tough as they talk about them records. No, I used to love Virginia Beach, you know, back when I was living in North Carolina, but I haven't been there probably since like 2004 yeah. or something like, like that. Like that was the city that they would select if they're like, if they're going to get a professional sports team. Yeah. But it's it's very similar to the, the, the construct of the airport. If you put the team in Richmond, it's too far. Most people live in Newport News. Hampton, Norfolk, Virginia Beach. Right. Which is like an hour and some change off of one interstate. All right. So hold on. There. So the Saints go defensive tackle, Brian Breesey from Clemson. You know, he was Clemson's leader on defense. You know, he was there. I'm not making a player comparison, but he had that Ray Lewis role where the team just reacted to him. Look at that. This dude, you know, he has a party and it's seven people. And. He was the top recruit in the 2020 class. And his dad is wearing jorts. You know, so, you know, unfortunately last year, so not this past season, but the previous season, you know, he tore his ACL, you know, but he did come back strong this season. Yeah, he, like, I remember seeing, they did like a special on him before he went to Clemson about his high school time. And it was a situation where he was like the man on those streets. Yeah. So he just having him was at the the personification of we have Diana, they don't. Yeah. It was like we have Brian and they don't. So he basically wrecked shop for their his high school football team. Yeah. Because he was probably he was that big going up against a guy who is fresh off a chemistry exam. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we were talking about this the other day like Michael Vick, Ronald Curry and a couple of the players that ended up in NFL that were on local Virginia football teams in my, right. my high school career because Vick was a sophomore when I was a freshman at Ferguson High School, shout out Newport News bad news, me in the building um, so him and Ronald Curry, that was the rivalry right. Aaron Brooks, Allen Iverson was there before uh, Nathaniel Adibi, I don't know, he played defensive tackle. Xavier Adibi, I think his brother's name was Nathaniel, Nathaniel or something like that. But as a high school senior, the Adibi brother, they, they both went to Virginia Tech different years. But he was a running back in high school. He goes to Virginia Tech and he plays defensive tackle. So imagine you are on the football team. 5'8", 172, you just want to play football, and right. you have this dude who in six months is going to be a defensive tackle at a Division One college running the ball on first and, ten, <laughs> and he's coming right through the hole. So Jademian Clowney and a lot of these other guys, I think Breezy was one of those guys where I watched his, when I watched his high school you know, the, the interview, he just was just so much bigger and stronger mm. and just he was just like running through people. Will Levis should have been left the green room. Christian, Christian Okoye out here. <laughs> Yo, crazy. Then he had a little brother that ended up going to um, Virginia Tech as well. But it was the same thing where these guys, they just giving the ball. W. Clowney played running back in high school. He's 6'5", 260. Yeah. The coach is like, listen, I don't want to drop any plays. Let's run this stretch play to the right. Give it to Jevy Young. So we got Philly at 30. They're not taking a the quarterback. Kansas City's taking a quarterback, and that's the end of the first round. 
So safe to say, Will Levis will be drafted tomorrow. Did exactly. Who knows? He did exactly what realistic scouting departments and teams would have done and let him. There was nobody who needed him this year. Past Uh, Indianapolis, after Indianapolis, maybe me, my guess is a novice. I said Tennessee because these the rumors about Tannehill and how they feel about him. Right. But we have no idea what those conversations are like in the building. We have no idea what those conversations are like about Malik Willis. They might like Malik Willis, or they might figure we don't want to pay, you know, three right. quarterbacks. So, so here we go. So I'm looking at the uh, second round order here. Okay. All right. So, do the Rams potentially take him at 36 to have Stafford's potential replacement? Because the second round starts Pittsburgh, Houston, Arizona, Indy, and then the Rams. So, that's why I started there. The Will Levis selection window opens at the Rams. All right. Then you got Seattle, so they're not going to take them, maybe. No. And then you got the Raiders at 38, potentially. No. Carolina's not going to take them. No. Saints aren't going to take them at 40. No. Then you got Tennessee at 41. I think Tennessee's still a good landing spot because the uncertainty with Tannehill. Then after Tennessee, you got so you got 36-41. Yep. So then you got Green Bay, the Jets, no, Falcons, no, no, Green Bay again, no, New England, no, Washington at 47. No. Detroit. No. Pittsburgh, Tampa. Tampa where? 50. Okay. I like that one. Then you got Miami. No. Seattle. <laughs> what we got going on there? I like Miami. Some... At, I like Miami at fifty. Yeah. So Miami. Yeah. Miami. So Tampa's fifty. The fifth year option on Tua. Yeah. So t- Tampa's fifty. Yeah. Tampa's fifty. Miami's fifty-one. Okay. They... So we got at this point we got the Rams, Tennessee again, Tampa Bay, Miami. Miami. Yep. Then you got Seattle, Chicago. Chargers, Lions, Jacksonville, Giants. No, no. uh, Cowboys, Buffalo. No, no. Cincinnati, Chicago. No, no. uh, Philly and Kansas City. So he has four spots as it's currently constructed. Unless unless somebody like the Rams are the best option. Unless somebody. Without a trade. Uh, unless somebody like Minnesota trades up there, mm, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. I the thing the thing that this that that I, I was I don't like because I said you know it it sounds like I'm coming off just real harsh about these guys. I mean these young men trying to like start their professional careers. I wouldn't sit in the lobby of a like a. Fortune 500 company be like, ah, man, I don't think you're going to make it. You're not going to cut it as a broker or anything crazy <laughs> like that. Like, it just, 
I mean, it just seems oddly dismissive to just, you know, just kind of crush somebody's dreams. But at some point, you got to look at it like, yo, there were there wasn't a lot of spots for Will Levis to go, right, to the point where you had him at this draft, right. You knew there was only realistically three to four teams that maybe even potentially wanted a quarterback. Yeah. And you knew there was five quarterbacks available. <clears throat> your guy being included. Mm-hmm. Your guy being the least accomplished of those five as well. I mean, you go, you go Richardson, but Richardson has such a splash at the combine. And I guess Will Levis is like, they, they, they say he's confident, but I imagine that behind closed doors that can come off as cocky. He has like, you know, he has the quarterback face, tall, the physique. You know, he he, he looks like he looks like 43 touchdowns and six interceptions, 4,900 yards. You know, SEC championship, Mr. Football for the rest that he came from. He looks that part, but his performance is work in progress, third or fourth round pick. Uh, but the fact that he's six foot six four, six five, two thirty-two, and he has, you know, like this people say this might be superficial. He has the like his family seems to be very attractive. Mm-hmm. His mother, his two sisters, uh, the young lady is dating. Like, so the whole just people like to be around nice looking things. Mm-hmm. That's why people buy like nice looking cars, that's why people buy nice looking clothes. He is the personification of what nice looking, you know, you know, looks like. And I think that can kind of, he probably has a pretty smart agent, pretty established agent that gets you in the rooms. So it was like, oh, yes, I'm getting calls about X, Y, Z. So the. So somebody just got drafted by the Eagles. Yeah. So Nolan Smith from Georgia. Just got picked up by Philly. How's Philly out here making me upset again that my silly ass team can't figure out how to make moves in this environment? They get these Georgia players from Georgia. That's the third year. Come on, stop yelling! Stop yelling! Got to be a professional. Wusa, right uh, there. Three, two, one. One, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? <laughs> that's, that's the thing to get you to calm down. <laughs> that's from Carl Winslow. It's just like, yo, Atlanta doesn't draft players from Georgia ever in the first round ever. This look what he's doing with a knee brace on against Angelule and Clemson. So he's either nursing the injury, he's coming off of one, and he's beating their left tackle, their primary. Offensive lineman, one on one. No, two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. I'm good. Then, then you drop him back. You don't put him with his hand in the dirt. Yeah. You put him standing up, Michael Parsons style. Come off the edge. All right. So the Super Bowl champs are it. 
to close out the first round of the NFL draft. Let us know, has the draft been what you thought it would be? Is it good? Is it bad? Are you disappointed like Raph and your team? I am. Are you happy? Are you? Okay, this is this is, this is the Eagles defensive picks from Georgia. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, Nicole Dean. Yep. The last two years. That's four yep. players that played in the state of Georgia that they Atlanta could have gotten them all. Off of nav, off of the national championship teams. Two national championship teams. <laughs> we don't have a single starter. And they played at least the SEC championship in Atlanta. Yeah. So even if you didn't watch a single game all year, you could have just gone to the facility, eaten some Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, and I mean on a on a Saturday, because that's when the, the SEC championship games are, because there's Chick-fil-A inside the Mercedes uh, Benz yeah. Stadium in yeah. Atlanta, which obviously is not open on Sundays. Yeah. And instead. They just uh, they just let these dudes go, you know, all the way up to Pennsylvania. You know, say an hour and fourteen minutes away. Hour and fourteen minutes. Helicopter, thirty-two minutes. No if traffic. If that, if that, if that. Arthur Blank owns Home Depot. Can't build a team. I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe it. It just it blows my mind. All right, here come the, the trophies Chiefs again. Got their Super Bowl traffic trophies out. I'm right on stage and still one. And I can't believe people try to compare any active player in the NFL to Patrick Mahomes and say that that guy's better than Patrick. You can't. You can't. Like, what do you have? What evidence would as you much use as to I love your argument? As much as I love Joe Burrow, no. <laughs> No, Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions late in his first Super Bowl, still came back, scored three consecutive touchdowns and one Super Bowl MVP. In a playoffs, in a playoff run where he came when this team came back from being down 24-0 in the first half to take a 28-24 halftime lead. Yep. Not a final drive, like you just grind and grind and yep. grind. He was down this team was down 24-0 the first half yep. and went to halftime. Up 2824. Like that's, <laughs> that, that's a real like that's a, that's a video game. All right, so the pick is in. All right, hold on. I got offensive linemen for 20. Yeah, I can, I, I, I can see an offensive lineman, I can see a wide receiver, you know, I can see something on the defensive line. You know, this would be a good spot for Josh Downs, you know, even though I think Nathaniel Dell from Houston is a better fit for Kansas City. I just don't think you take him this high. He's probably more of a mid-second round, early third round pick, but he fits. Yeah, but he fits into what that Kansas City, you know, fast dudes that catch the ball at the line of scrimmage or catch What happened with McCall Hartman? McCall Hartman just was acting as if every team in the NFL was just like the Chiefs and he didn't really want to participate. I don't know what his deal is. Oh, yeah, he went to the Jets. It won't make a difference. He didn't. No, really no, but we were thinking wrong. earlier, like yeah. we were talking about, you know, but I didn't even think about that earlier. Like, uh, you know, so how about that? How, how's that for a career? Start with Patrick Mahomes and get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And be like, and all you got to do is look at Aaron, like, yo, I played with a guy who was a little bit more clutch than you. 
Now throw me the ball in this deep post route. I was say, this man got two of them things. He was like, nah, I'm just going to throw it to Lazard because he came here because of me. Yeah. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. And like I said, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been much of a person that, like, I mean, quote, unquote, galvanizes his team in crunch time. Some right. guys just have it. Eli has it. Peyton had it. Obviously, Tom has it. Mahomes has it. You can Joe even Namath say Joe, Joe Burrow might even got it. Joe Burrow has it. I don't know about Josh Allen yet, though. I think Josh. what Josh Allen has is, like, he has physically, you could tell he's willing to put it on the line. So he, right. they, they have that. Um, I think Justin Field has it. Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure about Danny Dimes. Uh, Kyler Murray doesn't. Aaron Rodgers really doesn't. Matt Ryan had it. Matt Ryan was Stafford. He, Stafford was one of those guys that would people believed in. Right. It was a situation where we wish we weren't always in this position. Right. But we believe you can get us out. And it didn't always work. Tony Romo had it. I think Tony Romo had, well, you, had you a know, touch of that. See, Tony Romo, Tony Romo is an example of a narrative guy because the way that they paint him is totally different to me from what he actually was like, yeah, he made some bad plays at times and all that stuff like that. But he, he was always, I think Tony was above average quarterback yes. for an, for an, for a, a, a spotlight team. Right. Right. So it's always under the microscope. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins and, and of Arlington. Yeah. Like, like, like he had, He he kept them in a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have been in, and like I think I think he always played well. Like we can look at Jay Cutler and and kind of look at like some of his games and be like, yo, that doesn't feel like you were making the right throw. Right. It feels like that three and out was because of you, not because of the defense. You know, some some quarterbacks kind of have it. Joe Flacco was one of those guys that could. You know, you could, the team would just kind of hop on his back every once in a while, or he would just kind of recognize the moment. Like, yo, my team is Ray Lewis, these guys every year out there, Peter Boulware, whoever, you know, they're out there getting turnovers, get me the ball back at the 40 yard line. I need to get us 25 yards, get a field goal out of this drive at a minimum. Right. I think some, some of those, some players were just, were just capable of doing that. And I just feel like guys like Tannehill, it doesn't seem like I have enough of those moments to where he stepped up. Um, I think like two, I think Tua did a, a decent job, but I don't think he's a threat. He wasn't a deep threat. I think Derek Carr is a guy that you know you could tell he you could tell he was putting effort into it versus like I said, you know, we use a guy like Cutler. It was like, um, were you Trying? Were you trying to win? Right. And Kansas City goes edge from Kansas State. Felix Uzama, who on the Pro Football Focus draft board was number 32. So if Miami had their pick, that one would have been correct too. But, you know, um, 89 pressures the last two seasons, 21 sacks in the Big 12. 
Big 12 champion, you know, beat TCU for the Big 12 title this year. And then that does it for round one of the TCU NFL won the Big 12. No, Kansas State. Yeah, Kansas State won the Big 12? Yeah, they beat TCU. But TCU still got in the playoff. Yeah. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Just trying to figure out college football. <laughs> Well, look at that. None of my bets went through. I gambled away all of my money. <laughs> but it was worth it. That was a good draft. Um, my takeaway, I feel I feel bad for Will Levis. I think he got I think he got un unvetted information. Yeah. I think I think I think he was he was done a disservice by someone. Someone told someone told him or his representatives a story that didn't add up. Somebody should somebody should have just said somebody should have just said you couldn't hack it at Penn State. Remember that before you go into this draft. Or you could be like two five and not be you know just kind of optimistic about these young men's opportunity. He should have probably got his party sponsored at a penthouse of a nice hotel in hey, the area to where he could have turned the off. Nah, someone's going to pay for it. Like <laughs> I said, he has the face. I, yeah. I guarantee you he has a Hanes contract in the wind or Fruit of Maloon or Under Armour or No Bull, whatever they were wearing at the, the Combine. Yeah. You know. But I think I think that that was pretty that was pretty uh that's really messed up because uh, there's other guys in the green room. Right. But I don't recall because I saw some guys shaking hands with some of the guys that get drafted. And I don't recall the camera being on them for an extended period of time to the point where like we saw Will Levis' whole family. His yeah. dad was up there earlier and now he's gone. And then it looked like it was like a mom and two sisters and then a girlfriend. And then people on the phone, like they just kept putting the camera in his face. Yeah. Now, I obviously, it, I, like I said, I have it on me. I imagine that they mentioned Aaron Rodgers or Brady Quinn multiple times on his telecast. Yeah. Obviously, I walk away impressed with the Texans because not only did they get CJ Stroud, but they made the trade to be able to move up to get Will Anderson. So, you know, they got they got who I felt is the best quarterback, most NFL ready quarterback in the draft, and you know, who I thought would probably be the first defensive player taken off the board, you know, when this original draft process started. So I think they got some great value. I think that they made a good move, especially in the division that they're in, you know, in that division, you're not very far away. You know, uh, I also like um, Philadelphia, you know, obviously pains me to say it, but, you know, I like Philadelphia's moves, you know, all they do terrorize your fifth round quarterback. Yes, they are. All they do is shored up the defense and, you know, got scarier. Like just when everybody thought Hargrave left and, uh, you know, uh, the corner left, uh, Johnson, you know, everybody thought that Philly was going to come back down to earth just a little bit. Not so much Four players. From the back-to-back yes. national championship, yes, yes. And Jordan Davis is like three hundred and forty pounds, yes, and he runs a four eight six forty. Yeah, and you know, um, 
you know, so yeah, I think it's been a very good first round. You know, um, Jackson Smith and Jigba went a lot lower than I thought he would have went. I do like the Chargers picking up Quentin Johnston. You know, I think that was a good pickup with them. He fits what they like to do. He 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 has all the qualities that they look for in a wide receiver. You know, so like I said, the, the comparison I saw for him was Alshon Jeffrey. Hopefully, it's more Alshon Jeffrey than Kelvin Benjamin. You know, so we'll oh, see how that goes. Benjamin just said, "I'm good." Yeah, I'm not going to stay in the league. Yeah, I do like the Ravens picking up Zay Flowers. You know, um, I like Minnesota picking up Jordan. I don't Hattie. like that pick. I like I, it. I, I, I don't like it. I think I think the Ravens I can't like I said I can't remember the order. I don't know if Zay I don't know if Johnson went first, correct? Yeah, he went the pick before Flowers. Like directly the pick directly before. I just know that like I said Lamar wanted big targets and you give him Odell Beckham 6 foot Zay Flowers 5'9". Bateman, six one and a half. Yes, maybe the new offensive coordinator can give them different route combinations where you have the the deep over route and dig routes and the drag routes. So just like you can spread it out more to where the defense actually has to respect the the pass game, right, and the run game. But if they don't get a six foot three and a half corner, I mean wide receiver. I'm not sure if you know Lamar is going to be satisfied with these picks, but yep. like Zay Flowers looks like he, you know, he loves that post route. He seems he seems to run it very fluidly. Yeah, and then his run at the catch was pretty legit. So I like that. I like the fact that they got the deal settled for Lamar with the 260 million, yeah, 185 guarantee. Yeah, oh, you know, so I, I like that aspect of it. So I think you know the teams that are at the top of these divisions. You know, NFL, we always have that worst of first construct. But for the most part, I think I think teams did very well. Like I said, the winning Dalco trenches. So a lot of these players like Will McDonald the fourth, um, the offensive tackle that went to Pittsburgh. I think I like what New England did by getting just a big corner, maybe convert them to safety. If you feel he can't cover, because Bill Belichick talks about this all the time when you see him in interviews when he's not wearing that hoodie, he was oh, don't tell me what a guy can't do, do. Tell me what he can do. So if he gets Chris Gonzalez and is like, listen, you're not good at man-to-man coverage, but you are good at play dissection. You know, understanding like, okay, this is a play. These are route combinations. Maybe I move you back next. You know, and, and you can fill in the McCourty role where you're. 6-1 and some change, and you're just extending the defense that way. So I, I think teams got the right kind of players. We all know that something like 30% of these guys just fight out, don't pan out. Right. And, and the rest of them are just mediocre. And, then, you know, you get you, you hit on the top 5 to 10%. Right. So with that being the case, you got three guys out of this first round that are going to be hits. Like, if you had to guess right now, who would they be? As we wrap this up, so I would say one of I'll go with Bryce Young, but one of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, but I'll pick Bryce Young just so I'm not riding the fence. Um, I would say that um, I like the Nolan Smith pickup for Philly, you know, so, so that was a good one who I think could be a real good player. 
And then my third one, uh, you know, I hate to do it, but I just think B. John's special. You know what I mean? Like, I know you don't like where they picked him and, you know, all that stuff, but I think B.J. B. John Robinson is going to be a special running back. I, I like – I like that. I like – I don't dislike the pick. The right. problem with me is that I've watched the Falcons – and I think they were tops in running last year. Like, you know, right, rush, right, right, right. They were tops. And they also top 10 in rush defense. Sounds good, right? Right. The problem was everybody just passed. Right, right, right. And then offensively, it's because they couldn't pass. You know, yeah. so it's, it's just that, that, that statement can be misleading. I think Will Anderson. Yeah, I think that's a lock. I think that's a lock to be a great. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna have a great run, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, I like that piece. Yeah, I like. I don't want to just stay on Houston. I like. I like the CJ Stroud pick. Johnson went to the Chargers. Chargers, I like that. I like that pick because I think there's so much film that he could watch of Justin Herbert throwing a ball to big wide mm-hmm. receivers. Yeah. And I like I like in Jigba too. You know, um Jackson Smith and Jigba. I like that pick too. I do like the, I like the Zay Flowers to Baltimore if the new offensive coordinator has intermediate routes right. for the other guys. Right. And he's running these clear out routes where it's it's him and a safety who's not great defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Jalen Carter pick to Philly. Like I said, I was talking about him being too close to Atlanta and could you build a supporting cast around him? Right. But when he, he, when he fell to you at eight, it's like, can we can we get him in here with? Can we get him in with Calais Campbell and Grady? I mean, the open ultimate professionals. Yeah, I might have wanted to see Green Bay go corner as well, but you know, it I think go corner though. But I, I know, but you know, but I think they got a good player. You know, I really like Jack Campbell. Like I said, he's my guy. So, you know, like I think he's going to be around the league for a long time. I don't know if he'll be a Pro Bowler per se, but. You know, I think that he'll be like you, like you mentioned, Will Anderson, like eight, nine, ten year career. I think Will Anderson will be better, you know, but uh, but I can see Campbell being like that solid, like Paul Pulusny, you know, style player, like you know that like type that. of, you know, a legal Chuck Cecil from the linebacker position. Remember Chuck Cecil yep. used to hit with the crown of the helmet like it was yep. part of the game. Yeah, he'd break his own nose a couple times a week. Yeah, and then of course the Colts with Anthony Richardson is going to be either boom or bust. I mean, third quarterback draft in the first round, the last twenty-five years with completion percentage under fifty-five percent. That's the stat. It got top shade below eighty, whatever. You know, I think, um, I, I think I think some I think some picks were I want to say reaches, but I do think. Some of the picks that we looked at when the clock was ticking down under two minutes, I think there was teams trying to get out of their spots. Right. And other teams were like, 
No, you're gonna take you're gonna take your 17th or 18th rated over at 10. Yeah. We're not helping you out. We're not helping you go from 10 to 17 and give you a pick just so you can get the guy you originally wanted at 17. Right. Like now nah, you got to take your guy. The Will Levis thing is tough, man. I think I think it's tough. Yeah. I think it's tough that he sat in the green room. I'm pretty sure he's not the only one. Right, right. Um, but when you're the quarterback, you're the CEO of the organization, so fucking so on, you're the face organization, and they have the camera in your face the whole time. I think his composure, I think his composure would go well for him. I th- like you said, the big arm, fitting in anywhere kind of mentality, it'd be perfect in L.A. Yeah. L.A.'s not going anywhere with Matthew Stafford after 2024-25. Mm-hmm. So you're better off getting this guy in here, letting him learn from a gunslinger that made a bunch of mistakes in Detroit that happened to break out of that. Come here. Yeah. It's, it was plus 1,200 to go number one. Mm-hmm. Well, that just was chatter. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have been a good bet. 10 bucks would have won 120 bucks, but yeah, yep. it was it was it was not a it was not a it was not a wise move. Cowboys once again trying to outsmart everybody, making this defensive tackle pick that no one would have picked up. Uh, Jaguars getting another offensive tackle, just assuming that they have enough weapons. Off, I did, I did like. Bench. I don't know what kind of player he'll he'll be, but I did like the Deontay Banks pick for the Giants. You know, um, the corner pickup. You know, so they needed that. You know, I wish that Washington would have got a better corner. Like, we did the right thing by getting a corner. I just wish we got a different corner. I'm surprised Joey Porter Jr. didn't get drafted in the first round. But such is life. You know, yeah. but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with the Ironmen. For you four know. hours. Yes, no commercials. We want y'all to watch and listen to the whole thing over and over again. You know what I'm saying? No commercials like these Rudy Poos on TV, you know? After midnight, just out here grinding. Yes. No experience with this other than yes. just being smart fans, making and picks, selecting it. And I ain't even eat dinner yet, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? We're going to go do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Sports Reports is Ordered. We love you, America. We will see you on Monday. Love you. Like us. Subscribe. Review. It's free. Peace. Share.